The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. And we're up. Oh, hi, Tom. Oh, good to see you, Joe. You are the man that brings the bags. Ah, you bring you bring the brown paper bags. Joe, I was so happy to bring you bread that I was in Colorado doing shows. Flew home, had my wife feed the starter. I should have come right here. But feed I, the starter. But I wouldn't have been able to bring you bread, so I flew home. This is so sick. I flew home just for 24 hours so I could bake the bread and then uh, get back on a plane and wow. bring it to you. But I feel like you haven't had it in so long. You're the only one I'll eat bread from. I know. I had, no, I, I'm, not, I'm lying. I had a piece of bread. This uh, Saturday after the fights, I did have a piece of bread with butter. It's pretty damn good. Well, I uh, I'm happy to do it, and I I made a I made one regular loaf. I'm not sure which is which, but one regular loaf and one olive loaf, Ooh. which has green and Kalamata olives, lemon zest, and herbs de Provence. And I hadn't made that in probably a year, and that the house was just filled with the smell of the bread. Mm. It was so great. And then flying here, the only thing in my carry-on was bread. Wow. I Because it baked yesterday. Here, I'll let you open it with oh, your hands. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yeah. If, so if, Jamie, if Jamie could get a piece of it, he would probably. Did TSA check that hard, or was there a cool set? <laughs> it, it smells so good, it yeah. filled my hotel room mm -hmm. up. You could bake fentanyl in there. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see which one that is. Does that have I olives on olives. it? Yeah. It's an olive one. Doesn't yeah. that smell beautiful? It does. It's so dense. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy bread. I was reading about a woman who got caught at the border. She had a, uh, she's a pregnant lady. <laughs> yeah. And she had uh, like a rubber container filled with fentanyl stuffed up her cooch. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my God. Which, you know, that stuff kills you if it's just a small amount. Jeez. Like she had enough to kill everyone she's ever met. Oh my God. What yeah. is fentanyl? That's uh It's an opioid. It's uh, an opioid that is um, highly, highly potent. Jeez. It's like hundreds of times more potent than heroin, I believe. Jeez. The amount of fentanyl that kills you is so small. There it is. Pregnant drug runner nabs smuggling fentanyl in her vagina. Like an eggplant. Oh, it's like in a condom. Yeah. It's she wrapped it in a condom oh. too. Oh, like it says, just say no to drugs on the uh the How ruler. did they discover that? They fingered her. Well, I mean, that's pretty. Way. That's a random search. Yeah, that is a, an interesting right? question. Like, how did you pick well, that person out of the pound. line? She had a quarter pound. Because she's waddling through the security. <laughs> 19 years old and pregnant. 19-year-old uh, U.S. citizen was flagged for secondary inspection. Poor girl. Well, what is she, you know why, what, man? why is she faced with that? Yeah, you know, I mean, she's fucking in a terrible situation. Yeah, sure. exactly. Just... You know. just, just Oh. Gingerly walking through security. Oh, it it's says, terrible. Oh, a drug's was, canine dog story. alerted. Ruff, the oh. Dog's barking at her pussy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's oh, terrible. No. Oh, no. Fentanyl. Well, I felt pretty, uh, pretty, pretty high risk coming with the bread. It's literally my wheelie <laughs> bag and these two big loaves of bread. You just smell it. I got Did on people the, ask you what's in no? The bag? They didn't open it. They didn't open it. No, no. I you thought look they like were, a safe I, guy. I, I, right. I could. I should be. Getting fentanyl in my yeah. wheelie bag. I thought that uh, I was looking forward to it. I wanted the I wanted the story of them like going through the bread and being like, 
it's Imagine sourdough. If they cut it open though. Ooh. Oh, you monsters! You know what? That's a pretty good smuggling technique. Just sneak yeah. stuff in the bread. Right. When if, you're putting in the olives, also put in the whatever. Right. If you could have like something that's like <laughs> got good thermal dynamics that you could like put in the center of the dough. Uh-huh. Is that the right word? Thermal dynamics. Sure. Something that withstand heat. Right. In the center. Of you have it, to bake like it. Some, some screw down metal container that's like <laughs> yeah. insulated. Uh huh. Shove it in there. Yeah. What is this? Like <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look at these people it. smuggling booze and bread. <laughs> oh, well, that's like a loaf of bread. Is that like at a stadium when they're going yeah. to see a game or something? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. You know, when I worked as a um, <laughs> as a security guard, we used to always catch people smuggling booze. Into concerts. Where were you? Oh, it is. Great Woods. Uh-huh. It was at Great Woods Center for the Performing Arts. It's mm-hmm. in Mansfield, Massachusetts. And they, we would have garbage bales, like these big garbage cans, fill, plastic garbage cans filled with booze at the end of the night. <laughs> no kidding. Because so many people brought booze, and yeah. then we'd have to search their bags. Yeah. We'd have to take the booze, and we just put it in their, their bucket. And we always, <laughs> and then we got to take, take it home. Like they would just give wow. us the booze. There's that thing in, uh, in, in O'Hare. You've heard of the pot thing? Yeah, you get the to pot chuck bin. the pot in there. Yeah, yeah. you got to chuck your pot in there. That's in Vegas, too. Vegas oh, yeah? In Chica- it's, on Chicago's, it's inside the security line, though. Right. Like, it's you're already past security, and then the, the amnesty bin is there. Right. Oh, so it's like, if you got past it, now you're thinking, Right. Oh, it's up to you. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your free will. <laughs> well, it depends on where you're landing, right? Because yeah. no, first of all, nowhere where you land do they check you when you land. You're already never. You're, you you got to be a real piece of shit for them to check you when you land. <laughs> I mean, if they, they're really like, weird. pull that fucking guy off the plane. You know what I mean? If they're checking you when yeah. you're, you're already on the plane, you made it through security, <laughs> you got on the plane, you flew somewhere. Yeah, and just completely act like a maniac in the sky, and then they flag you. Oh, I had you a guy so yesterday, getting, I'm waiting to board last night to come, and uh, a guy comes up, and he just... You know, it's pulls his mask down, just big beard, and he's just like, "How's it going? Why are we boarding?" I'm like, uh, "No, nah, you know, I was just being friendly." I'm like, "You know, the pilot's waiting for the whatever," and it just becomes clear he's drunk. He's mm. just hammered, hammered, <laughs> and he starts talking about comedy, and he's saying it's so loud. You just want, you just low key. It. Let's, it's Did night. You know who Let's, you were? Yeah, and I'm just oh, like, boy. "Let's just get on the plane." No, man, tell me. Like who's your like who's your favorite comedian <laughs> all time? Dude. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. And then he does and I'm being nice and he's peppering me with questions. And at a point I was like, Okay, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. I'm just tired. Let's just let's just get on. And he's like, Oh, my bad, my bad. That's okay. I'm like, it's okay. Are, are you uh and I asked him something about himself. I didn't want to think I'm just like right. ghosting him. And he had this very like kind of little sad story of he's telling. And then he he's like they go okay, we're boarding group one. He's like, Let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, We're a team now. And oh, I'm like, boy. Why are we a team? And he goes, I'm not number I'm not group one, but I do this all the time. Oh, and no. he goes up and he gives the woman uh the gate agent the, his thing and she gives it back and then goes 
uh, John, John, and he starts picking up speed to get into the gate. And she goes, no, 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 you're group three. You have to go back. And he's like, ah. And he goes back. He just totally knew this is how he operates. A lot of people do that. They try to sneak in. I've seen it's that so multiple gross. times. It's so gross. Yeah. It's, just, it's a weird move. It is a weird move. Yeah. And then just, you know, why are you special? You know, it's like kindergarten cutting. Well, people panic when there's a line. They almost like they think they're not going to get let on. Right. It's like, I got to get on that plane now. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're not going to let me on. Everyone's getting on. Everyone's getting mm. on. You'll yeah. be fine. Do you want to sit in your seat that much longer? I mean, who cares? Flying freaks people the fuck out, man. How many people get drunk? I mean, it's one of the weird places where you could drink at 8 in the morning. Oh. You, know, you go to the airport. They have booze there. On the flight, they have booze. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's getting Isn't hammered. It's strange that they give you a drug. It, they give you a drug. It's scary, especially if you don't fly all the time. Like, a lot of these people, this is probably their one flight of the year, you know? If that. And, yeah. yeah, and freaked out. And they're getting on there, and they're sweaty and nervous. Give me something. Right, but it's also it's weird that there's a very specific drug that you're allowed to consume, and they'll provide it for right. you. Right, they they should be handing out edibles you at the end the of security. At 7:30. What? You haven't been in the golf course at seven thirty in the morning. Oh yeah, but that's not. That's, but that's not because they're worried you're nervous. Yeah, well, there's just a bunch of drunks <laughs> driving around in carts and with weapons and. Well, a golf <laughs> club is kind of a weapon, <laughs> yeah. but that's a weapon like your car's a weapon. It's not a weapon on- You should man, see I guess the videos. It's it's, there's some wild shit that happens on golf courses. Yeah. People get in fights with golf oh, clubs? Yeah. Oh, oh really? yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. There's some crazy videos of people, because they're talking shit, and then like there's also the group in front of you, if they're oh. fucking with your play, and then all of a sudden someone mouths off. Start hitting up oh, on yeah, them. Oh, yeah, you got four, yeah, eight people dudes fighting, basically. Yeah, get very tense about a guy in front of them that's going slow. Right? Yes. Is that the thing? Oh, yeah. Or the guy behind them. They, like, I just had fast. this weekend. Or if like, they're rushing. Because it was a big holdup. The group behind having a lot of fun. The one guy's there all the time. He's loud, drunk as shit, having a good time. Uh-huh. Eight mm. beers deep. But like, <laughs> hey, man, shut the F up. Like, we're out here. Uh, we're having a good time. Right. We're not involved with you. They right. Just, I don't know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> now, when you have like a fancy place, like you go to a fancy place, right? Yeah, yeah. They're it, supposed to be able to call a guy, and they're supposed to come out and be the mediator. Uh-huh. But like, what if that guy's like some oil baron's son? 100%. That yeah. kind of shit happens? Yep. Yep. Right. Good luck. <laughs> Annoying. Good luck. I was with, um, I did a show in uh, in Colorado, and there was a, some flight attendants in the front row, and they came up at the end when I was signing books, and they wanted to talk about because i talk about oh i i I have a line in my act about uh like the what it is to be a good person now the bar has been really lowered like if you get on an airplane and don't punch a flight attendant straight in the face you're a pretty good guy (laughs) you know like and uh they came up and wanted to talk about the stories and stuff about how insane this last year has been oh sure because you're trying to get people first of all just to sit down and buckle those their seatbelt and not lean their seat back as hard now you got to get them to keep their fucking masks on the masks and- on and no no alcohol for a long time she said her daughter worked for JetBlue and she had she got in a physical altercation on JetBlue her daughter <sighs> and uh, yeah she said I think that they're going to stop the mass on the planes pretty soon just because of that just because it's going to calm everybody down my favorite video was a lady with no mask screaming at a man 
to put a mask on. <laughs> she was just a just a person on the plane. It wasn't <laughs> right. even she wasn't even a lady who worked for the airline. She was just screaming, and then she smacks him in the head. Have you seen that video? No. She wound up getting arrested, but she was just I don't know if she was on drugs or, or what. The, you don't know who what you're dealing with. You yeah. don't know who's on what. She goes, "You're a real piece of shit," and she smacks him in the head. Like, oh my god! And he's like an older guy. <laughs> Jeez. And I, I guess she told them put because one of the things that happened over the last year and a half is that people l really enjoy telling you to put your mask on because you kind of have to listen. Yeah, you know, right. says, someone says put a mask on, you're like, <laughs> you yeah. have to. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah, if you're not wearing it, and someone you in can't the say in fuck the space, you. Right. Yeah. If someone say if you say fuck you, then you're on YouTube, and then it's a real. Yeah. Problem. I mean, look, you got people that you got people to do it at all is pretty remarkable because people. You know they don't know what they're doing, and right. I, the, the the move I see at the gate all the time is older people. You know these poor people; they can't breathe without like anything on their yeah. face. They're struggling, and the number of times I see them pull the mask down and cough into the air, <laughs> and then put it back up. <laughs> They don't even I can't cover breathe. With <laughs> totally, I can't breathe. I'm ah. telling you, I've seen that so many times. I saw jujitsu classes where people had masks on. Really? It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. You're you're breathing heavy. You're on top of each other. <laughs> right. You're sweating on each other. Right. And you got a stupid surgical mask on, which doesn't do a goddamn thing. It's so it's a struggle. It's really it's, it's you got to lost just their fucking them. minds. They lost Be their fucking minds over the last two years. Totally. Think about how many people were already on anti-anxiety medication. Yes. Already fucked before that. I know. And then you put this stressful situation on top of them. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a yeah. heavy load. It's a heavy load. Yeah, and, uh, the, and people's ability to take a new form of stress into an already stressful life. Mm -hmm. Very hard for a lot of folks. Really hard. Mm. And, you know, I can't believe, like when I go to do shows and you see these people that are coming out and, you know, they, they've got families and they're, and they're out looking for laughs. Like they're back wanting to do stuff again. It's like, I said to a couple shows, I was like, your kids won't say it, but I'll say it. I'm proud of you. I don't know what you did, but you did it. You got through these two years of weirdness and keeping your family safe and that you're out just getting a drink and trying to have some laughs. Good on you. That's not a small thing that we did. That was a big deal, especially in the beginning when you're like, are we going to die Right, from is everyone going to die? Are we all going to? like March it, of 2020, remember those days? Yeah. You were yeah. like, this could be way worse than they're telling us. This is Right, exactly. Remember this could those be videos totally from China? Scary. Yes. When they were bolting people in their houses and spraying, they were spraying disinfectant through the streets. You remember those Yes, days? and all of a sudden, New York was just quiet. Yeah. I mean, that was not a... We got through, like human beings get through shit, but that, when you look back, it's like, whew, okay, that yeah. was really a thing. It was really a thing. So, you know, that you were able to muddle through it, great. If you, if it sent you off, I totally get that too. I totally get it too. I just don't know how when someone gets sent off, how do you bring them back? Like, how do you bring people back <clears throat> to like calm, normal yeah. after they went haywire? Yeah. It just kind of, I don't know. I don't it know. depends the degree, right? It just depends. You just have to have that thing of just, you just got to keep on getting on. You know, I remember my grandparents who like went through all of the original troubles. They just always had the mentality of like, yeah, big deal. I know. It's, life is hard. So you want to tune a sandwich? What's going on? You know, the people that went through the depression. <laughs> the yeah. depression and the first and the second world war. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you just kind of muddle through. You just, 
it all comes down to just doing your little task and going forward and trying to stay positive. It's like in the doing, like the small of the little doing keeps you focused rather than the big overwhelming. Well, being able to see, you know, big picture. There's a funny meme that I saw online that Sam Tripoli posted on his Instagram. Find that. It's, uh, it shows the galaxy mm-hmm. and the, the escape of the galaxy. And then it points to an arrow. And then you are here mm-hmm. crying in the shower on the way to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> crying in the shower before work. Right. That's it right there. <laughs> you are it's here crying like, in the shower before work. Just wake the fuck up. <laughs> right, exactly. How great is that meme? That's amazing. I love the internet. The be- fact that these memes exist, <laughs> it's a totally new kind of comedy. What it says, we are the universe experience itself having an existential crisis. Carl Sagan. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective. Perspective. That's the biggest thing. It's hard. Well, it's, it is hard. Know, there's, an, there's an old expression, and I've said it many times, I'll say it again, but the hardest thing that's ever happened to you is the hardest thing that's ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if it's right. a tiny little thing. Right. Like, you know, when my daughter was four and, you know, she couldn't find her toy and she started freaking out. But like, yeah. listen, well, we're going to find it. Right. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. I can't find Lammy. <laughs> but it was a big deal yeah. to a four-year-old, right? Sure. Because she hasn't really had, you know, now she's 11 the same thing happened she'd be like i can't find my tour i'm like well let's look for it okay like you know yeah she's got a little resolve that's right that's right experienced a little life yeah you got through it i know some people are fucking they they, they've taken no chances they've they've played it safe their entire life Mm -hmm. they they don't understand it they don't they've never done anything that's really dangerous right so when a form of adversity like covid came along or this fucking war like this shit is this is scaring the fuck out of me. It's so scary. So scary. And that's like yeah, I mean that's kind of the thing of like going about your day. It's like you check in and you look at it and it's like, oh, it's too much. And I was reading an article today where they were talking about Putin's options. He has almost no options. Which He's, is terrifying. Terrifying because he could do something crazy. Exactly. That's I know. Yeah. If he decided to do something crazy, like what are we gonna like? If he decides to send one nuke into Ukraine, right? Do and kills a hundred thousand people, two hundred thousand people, three hundred thousand people. What do we do? Are we supposed to nuke him now? That's the dangerous thing. It's like so you choke him out, and you 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 know all the sanctions are taking effect, and okay, so you turn him back, and so I mean, all right, so he you defeat him. Ultimately, what does he like? What does that mean to a guy that has the largest nuclear arsenal on the planet? What does he go like? How does he save face? I don't think he does. And pull out. What does it say? Or does he just take it and everybody lives with him having taken it? The world's nuclear armed states possess a combined total of nearly 13,080 nuclear warheads. More than 90% belong to Russia and the United States. Yeah, but look, Russia has more. 9,600 warheads. Is that true? Do they have more than us? Russia has 6,257. We have 5,550. Oh, my God. I thought we had more. No. I thought that we had uh, more nuclear power. I thought, like, the the power of our weapons was greater than the power of Russia's weapons. I do know when I was looking something up about that, uh, we were talking about the suitcase bomb the other day. Yeah. When I was digging through articles about that, trying to find out the accuracy, there's a lot of claims being made over certain time periods of, like, we heard through intelligence that they now have you know, 200, they made 250 of these. So 
you have to have proof of that. I don't think they're showing them the, hmm. their boxes of them. You know, they're right. like saying it's just, just right. new ones. The nuclear football thing was, or the <laughs> nuclear uh, briefcase thing was always a thing that got discussed. Mm-hmm. I thought that our, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Right. Because whoever, if one nuclear Once bomb goes. goes to Russia and they launch all their shit at us, and it kills the whole world multiple times over. Right. But I was under the impression, I believe I read something that the power of the United States nuclear arsenal was uh, larger than the power of the Russian arsenal. Maybe I confused that to numbers of bombs. I don't know. It's all terrifying. It's so scary. And it, I just, I don't know, like, what his, like, what's his end game? Like, if how there's did he 40 do million in people place? in, in yeah. Ukraine, so, like, how do you just take, like... Well, how did he do it in the first place? Like, could you imagine, like, us, like, the United States invading Rhode Island, mm-hmm. you know? Right. You're like, what the fuck? If yeah. they actually went out and did that. And that's, it's a lot bigger than Rhode Island, right? It's like there's more people in Ukraine. Like, how many people are in Ukraine? 40 million. Is it really that many? Yeah, it's a so lot that's of people. Like, that's like California. That's yeah. like if Washington, D.C. invaded California. Like if the, the Pentagon invaded California. It's so horrible. And you see these, and what's so bizarre is we're, you're watching war on your phone. Like you're seeing footage. Right. Of this high stuff. resolution footage because people filmed it off of their phones. And, and you phones think so about those now. kind of wars, it's like we, we're used to those grainy black and white images of those kind of a war. Yeah. And now you see people in like puffy jackets that your family wears and oh. with their cell phones and that, that one horrible picture of the the family of four just on the sidewalk, just dead. And it was just, it's horrible. Yeah, I saw horrible video footage of uh, an apartment building that had been blown up and there was these like old ladies wearing like old lady coats. Yeah. You know, like they look like your re- regular old Ukrainian right. old lady just hanging out. A month ago. Blown apart, like legs missing, yeah. blood everywhere. Nightmare. How do you just do that? You just go in and just, it's horrible. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm t- I, like, I, 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 that's what I keep looking for is those articles on like, oh, so what's the end game? Like, what is this, what is the end of this? Right. Hey, it's terrifying. It's um so this uh this thing about uh, what Russia's offered Ukraine. I was listening to Sagar and Crystal from Breaking Points talking about it this morning. Mm-hmm. And apparently Russia's demands are that they recognize Crimea as being Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they also want Ukraine to demilitarize itself, which is like. Yeah, hilariously crazy because yeah. you, you just attacked us. Right. Imagine yeah. you saying, "Hey, I know we just attacked you. We want you to get rid of all your weapons." Right. And we won't do it again. Ay-ay-ay. Like what? Right. Right. So we, and uh, we, also, if like your your president dies, we want to put a president in. Oh my god, <laughs> he's a comedian. Yeah, the guy played a guy. The president of Ukraine played a president on television right. on a show. Few years ago, and then ran for president and won. Genius. <laughs> Kevin Spacey should have tried that. He's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a tough guy, man. He's just in the, in the, they, they made an attempt at his life and three attempts. Attem- three? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. This, they've made three attempts at his life. Oh, my God. But there was also like a Chechen hit team that came, like a, a whole squad of Chechens that uh, they, came into Ukraine mm-hmm. to try to get him and try to, and then they got a parent. See, it's, ho- it's so hard to say what's true, what's not true. Yeah. Because you're hearing about things like, I heard that um, the nuclear power plant got bombed. They attacked the nuclear power plant. 
And then they it said, was, actually, it wasn't. It was a building next to the nuclear power right, plant. Right, caught near, on fire. No, they they attacked it. Oh, they did? Yeah, they attacked a building uh-huh. that was near the nuclear power plant. So it wasn't the actual power plant. It was a building near it. Right. So it's like you hear about all these things, and it takes a day or two to find out what's true and what's not true. At least we're finding something out. Russia's locked down. They don't even know what's going on. He shut down everything. Is there. that what happened? Yeah, they have no access to any news. They're, they're saying that they're not even aware of what's happening, the, the Russian people. I wonder how they're, like, the system works there in terms of, like, if, if Biden wanted to deploy nuclear weapons, I'm sure there's a series of checks and balances that have to go into play. Before that happens, it has to be approved by somebody. Right. I wonder what the situation is in Russia. I don't know, and 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 is even whatever the system that is, like what mistakes could be made. If they have more nuclear weapons than us, and they got one guy who's already shown that he's willing to just invade a country that you know just a few decades ago was a part of the Soviet Union. Yeah, and it's, now you're it was all a part of the same union. And now you're bombing them. You're killing them. It's wild. It's insane. It's so scary. It's it's the scariest time I, I could ever remember. And I, I, I bet it must feel like to a lot of people what the Cuban Missile Crisis felt like, mm-hmm. where it's like, Jesus, we're that close. Yeah, like how, how right, how uh, how far do we go? When does, this, when does this tip over? Do you remember when you were a kid and we really thought we were going to go to war with Russia? Yeah. Do you remember those days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, rem- I remember those days clearly, like yeah. being in, like, I guess it was high school, and I was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to go to war with Russia. Yeah. And Rocky had to go against Drago. That's right. Rocky <laughs> right. fought Drago. Fought <laughs> Drago. The, when the U.S. won in the Olympics in the hockey, that, oh, that's that right. was so, I mean, the, the emotion of that was so crazy. Yeah. And it's hard to tell people, young people, like, what? What that meant, like, oh, that's cool, you beat the Russian. No, like it was at a fever pitch, yeah, of just anxiety and yeah. almost war. I mean, we were in a cold war. It was, it was so big, and uh, and now we're kind of like back. It's what a dick, what a dick. We we're just we're coming out of COVID. It's like it's all starting to feel hopeful, and now, god damn, what are you doing, man? But you know, there's a lot going on there that. The 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 idea was that Ukraine was trying to join NATO, and if they joined NATO, then NATO could park nuclear weapons at Russia at Russia's door from Ukraine. Again, I'm not a foreign policy expert. Yeah. This is shit, I'm reading. Yeah, there's a lot of complicated things to it. There's right. a video that we talked about a few podcasts ago, uh, but it's really good. It's explaining. It's about it's like 15 minutes that video or so. Mm-hmm. It's like a synopsis of what is going on with Russia and Ukraine, why Ukraine is uh-huh. so valuable. Right. And one of the things is natural gas and oil. Uh-huh. It has a tremendous reserve of natural gas and oil, and that's one of the reasons why Russia um, invaded uh, Crimea and took over Crimea. Mm-hmm. That takes away some of the access to the, wa- to the waters where the oil and the natural gas are. Okay. Could they have done it a different way? Could they have taken it over or made a deal or done something? Dude, I don't know. Is there some other way? I don't know, but the whole NATO thing is kind of crazy too. If like NATO is invading and encroaching on Russia's space, mm-hmm. if they're moving, you know, these countries into, you know, in, if they're making them join or having them join NATO, and then they actually would do that, park weapons next to Russia. Like um, I had Dakota Meyer on the podcast, uh, who's a veteran, who's um, got a famously insane story about some of his combat 
duty in 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 war in Afghanistan, like right. crazy shit. But he was saying, imagine if another country like Russia or China parked nuclear weapons in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. There's no. You know, there's no justifying anything that Putin did. What he did, what he's done is horrific and terrifying, and and he's a legit maniac. Yeah. But you got to wonder, like. Yeah, there's something at how play. Many pieces are moving here. Yeah, whenever and, you... and and the humiliation, like the 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 cultural humiliation that he was saying of right. you know that's I mean that's what Hitler was was bred on you know after World War One it was the humiliation we're going to regain this for our ourselves like the, that human emotion in a leader that that drives them in these in these ways yeah but I don't still think exists. the people are with. Putin. No, they're not. That's why he's shutting everything down. Yeah, I think it's a real bad move for him. I think this... I, it seems so isolating, but that's what yeah. makes it even crazier, right? Like, so it's this one guy, so then he can do whatever he... Like, there's yeah. no checks on him? There's no... You yeah. see that, that one when he's meeting with his with his his people, and he's like on one end of this 50-foot table, and all his advisors are down at the other end? Really? Did you see that picture? No. Yeah, Jamie, if you could find that picture of him talking to his advisors... It's like he's isolated in in very real ways. It's terrifying. He has to be. I mean, they could not have wanted this. Mm-mm. I mean, if you play things out from where they first invade Ukraine, like how does this end good? Right. What's the end game? They, they just give up. They just give up, and you occupy Ukraine. I mean, they're they, going to be happy that you're there. And I mean, I've, I've read how many officially, how many official Russian soldiers have died. It's in the hundreds. But there's unofficial reports that it's far greater than that. So it's like, what's that's the yeah. oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's an insane photo. That's him having his meeting with his people. Why is he doing it like that? They say that he got really wigged out by COVID. No, and he doesn't trust people. Yeah, huh. no chance. That's what really? they said. Yeah, so he stays that far away from people because of COVID. That's Look at all the said. colorful food. Yeah. Looks delicious. Uh, that's not. That's photoshopped. That oh, someone oh. put someone put all <laughs> that. <laughs> someone <laughs> filled <laughs> the table up with food. Someone filled the table up with a buffet. <laughs> oh my, that looks yummy. That looks good. Putin's long table explained why he puts some leaders, including Germany Schultz, at an extreme distance. So it must be a COVID thing. Click on that. It's in Forbes. Why oh. he put nah. some? Oh, you fucked! Uh, Fifty dollars for a subscription. <laughs> is that really what they're charging? That's what it said. Forty nine ninety nine. Well, Forbes yeah, is a it's financial ter- it's, thing. They have money. This, that, this is why it's so scary. It's so. It's all. I was. It's like if Hitler had nukes. It's like okay, so you can beat him in all these different ways. Like right. you're saying, the soldiers or his country turns on. Like, or he gets just militarily defeated. But he has this thing at the back of it, like he has this horrible weapons, as his like he's got that. Right. So he, like if you break him and and take him all the way to the end, he still has that. That's the most terrifying. So it says the distance from Schultz, um, and it, he refused to take a Russian administered COVID nineteen PCR test. That's why. So they put him at the end of the table. <laughs> but he has a, the fact that he has a crazy table like that. Says Putin is living in a strict health bubble, and the Kremlin confirmed the extreme distance is to protect Putin. Wow. Well, I guess when you poisoned a few folks, you get a little nervous. About right. It. I mean, I mean, imagine like what he's done to his detractors, mm-hmm. and then imagine how nerve wracking it must be to be him and worry about like retaliation. Yeah. 
You yeah. Know? Like he poisons doorknobs and shit. Right. Other people touch doorknobs and they get sick and die. In different countries. Yeah. Did that in like, was England, was uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God. So the, the, what's the process for him launching nuclear weapons? That's what I want to know. Like, does he have to clear it with his generals? I hope he, he has to talk to someone. Because he's the top dog, <laughs> right? Know. Yeah. Do they share that with the world? Probably not. Good and point. The, this is what I want to know. What, like, the amount of power nuclear weapons that Russia has and the amount of nuclear weapons that America has, like, can't they blow up the whole world, kill all life, like, yes. many times over? Yes. So you hope that's the deterrent. Right. Yeah. But you don't want him Usually, like Scarface at the end, just like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to take everything out. If I go, we all go. Yeah, a giant long table <laughs> filled with Coke. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, also, how old is the guy? I don't know. He's like 69 years old. Uh -huh. And uh, is he in great health? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I hopefully. What if he's got a I mean, we're all tumor. like, you know, and then you've got China behind him, but we all kind of need each other for these economies to keep going. I mean, I don't know. Yes. It's all too scary and unknown. This is why you go back to the thing of like my grandmother of like, do you want a tuna sandwich? Eh. <laughs> because it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Well, this is this is too much, but it's also it's too much where you go, this could go really bad. And how does it go good? Mm -hmm. Like, how does it go good? The only way it goes yeah. good is if Putin backs out. And if he backs out, he looks weak. Yeah, right. Or if they surrender. And give him Ukraine, but then does he stop? Oh, wait a minute, they're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just talking crazy scenarios right. of like how it could end. I guess, yeah. If he, if they surrendered and gave Ukraine, or he takes it over and he just starts to occupy it and it becomes Syria. But this is what I was reading. What I was reading was they were saying that the they're grossly underestimating the amount of human beings they would have to have. In Ukraine to take over, and they said it was probably in the neighborhood of five hundred thousand so military. They would, yes, they would need five hundred thousand people to take over and run Ukraine. God, because if you take over, you have to take over everything. You got to take over everything. You got to take over the military. You got to take over all the political seats, unless they just go. You know what? You guys are right. We're, right. we're going to be Russians now. Right. We gave up. We're not Ukrainian anymore. That's not going to happen. Because then, then, then it becomes Syria, right? It becomes this prolonged war within the country and just totally destroys the everything in it. It's nuts, man. So crazy. So how many times over can we blow up everybody? I am trying to find that out. The best answer I've found now is how destructive are today's nuclear weapons? <sighs> so scary. Compared to the Hiroshima and Nagasaki ones, it says those were about 15 kilotons and 20 kilotons, respectively. Current estimations now of thermonuclear weapons uh, yield about 100 kilotons of dynamite oh, comparison. That's just for one. It says one kiloton nuclear weapon dropped on New York City could lead to roughly 583,000 fatalities. So multiply that times 10,000. I think you could just say are? everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it would kill everybody. Right. So because you said Russia has six thousand of them, and we have five thousand something. It, yeah, they have just over six thousand. We have just under six thousand. So uh, it's, estimated. Do we have more power than them? More nuclear that, destructive that, capability? Again, that would then go into like you know we've shown videos of like a couple mega bombs. Like maybe we could have one that could you know take over 
15 or 20 of theirs. I don't know how many of those one we have. We might only have one or two. And right. We save it for a real a good day or whatever. I don't know. So you've just got to you've got to really hope that he doesn't want that he loves Russia so much he doesn't want Russia to be obliterated. Um the president of France? Yeah. Uh what's his name? Macron? Macron? Is that how you say his name? Uh yeah. Macron. Macron. I was reading an article where he was saying that he met a very different Putin. Uh, when he went to Moscow to talk to him about all this, uh-huh. and that Putin was just ranting and raving for hours and hours about history, right? Which I don't like. I don't like that I either. Don't like that. I don't like hearing that. I don't like hearing that either. Because if he's thinking that much about history, he might be thinking about like leaving his mark, right? You know. Yes. Fuck. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him for sure. Fuck yes. him. Yeah, I mean, no one's. I don't think. Even his own family, family is probably like fuck him, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how does that guy stay safe? How do you? Yeah. How do you stay safe? And and is there stuff at work of like let's? How do we get this guy? I'm, I guarantee there's some. <laughs> how do you get this guy? Right. I mean, because it's down to that, right? We're down to one guy. Right. Like if if someone took him out, like yeah. let's imagine like it happens inside of Russia, right? Like some Russian military guy decides to take him out. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That seems like it's on the table. I would imagine. <laughs> this is a crazy movie. I, it is a crazy movie. It's scaring me. Yeah, I'm scared. So. The only thing that's keeping me comfort is spread. Batman did a really good opening this weekend. Maybe we send Batman. Look at this. Putin sends nearly 100% of Russian forces at border into Ukraine. 100% what? of of <clears throat> the forces. That means everybody that was lined up at the border. He sent them oh, all. Oh, at border. He sent them all Ukraine. in. When everyone was watching all the people amassing and they're like i don't know if he's going to do anything who says but the united states does not believe that russia is preparing to move additional battalion tactical groups from elsewhere into the country to shore up its troops in in ukraine but this is today jamie yeah i do not like his face his face bothers me does it well it's the face of a killer yeah should bother you that's the last face you see before a knife gets rammed in your throat ah jeez I mean, how many, how many guys, like, ah, realistically, geez. how many guys do you think that man has watched die oh, by yeah. his hand? Oh, my God. A lot. Yeah. That's a, There's a difference, right, between him and a guy like Biden. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, yeah, was... telling stories about Corn Pop. Corn right. Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know? One of the right. things that I was saying. I we, love baseball. It doesn't really ap- apply to, to him because he's doing something terrible. But one of, one of the things I was saying about uh the democratic process of electing a president. Yeah. That one thing that's weird is that you're taking on the most important job in the world mm-hmm. and you're new. You're new on right. the job. You're new on the job. Right. You only get four years to get good at it. And yeah. then, like in the case of Trump, they vote you out. Right. So now you, you just start to get an understanding of how things work. Yeah. How to make the fucking yeah. engine move smoothly. Make yeah. It you. Whereas a guy like him... He's been running Russia for decades. I know. And when you do that, you know, like if, if there's anything else you do, if you're a CEO of a company, if you were you run your own business, after a decade or two, you, you really know what you're doing. Yeah, you get an idea of how to do it. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. That the most important job, everyone who does it, is new at it. <laughs> right? It is really weird. You've got to be great. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> but the other option's terrible. The right. other option is dictators. The other, the other, then you get Putin. Yeah. Right, exactly. But the other thing with America is then you have what, you know, they refer to as the deep state. 
Because really, you have the figurehead, who's Biden. Right. This is the best example we've ever had, because clearly he's declining. Right. And so the people around him, and the intelligence agencies, and the military, those those are the people that are really calling the shots. That was like, yeah, that was like uh, Bush also, that was always the argument. It was like, well, he's there's other people, that are, he's not yes. really running the show. Dick Cheney. Right, he's yeah. not really running the show. Did you see that movie? I did. How was, I didn't see it, still it's, haven't seen it. It is so good. Is it? it? His performance is so, Christian Bale. He's amazing. Oh my God. God, I couldn't, yeah. as I was watching it, I had just, not recently, but the last thing I saw him in was uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Mm, he was great in that, too. He won the Oscar for it, I think, right? He's all skinny, skinny. with my buddy Matt, and he's yeah. all, I mean, just skinny, and I remember talking to Matt, and he was like, talking about being on set with him, and yeah, he was so impressed. And I mean, he was in acting since he was a little kid, but he's so, I could not believe I was watching him as Cheney and that this guy was Ford yeah. versus Ferrari. It is crazy. I mean, what, he, he, what he's able to do with his body, the, 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 the transformations he puts himself through. The eyes. I mean, yeah. he changes inside. That's the most <laughs> insane thing. It's not just like they put prosthetics on him or he wears a collared shirt. There's something in his eyes, the way he talks, the way he moves. Yeah, I mean, he transforms. And then, what was the other one he did with Adam McKay with uh, the money, the the Big Short? Remember, he was the guy that figured out the that the um, the housing crisis was going to happen. Right. Everything he does. Yeah. What What was he when he was a kid? It was um, Empire, not Empire. Um, when he was a kid with John Malkovich. uh, A kid spacing. He was, it was, was a child of the sun, empire of the sun. I yeah. Remember that one. Oh yeah. Probably, this is where he start. And he was great then. How old was he? He was like 12. Oh my God. That's him. That's yeah. him. With Steven Spielberg. Wow. He was so good. That's Joe. Christian Bale as a 12 year old. Yes. It looks like him. Look at that. Yes. That's him wow. in a leading role as a 12 year old. And I'm telling you, he was amazing. Then he was, this was not like. Look, I put on a play in fifth grade where I played where I played a Canadian Mountie. <laughs> it didn't come close to what this kid was doing in this movie. Yeah, he does transform himself. Like when he was uh, the guy in American Psycho. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, you 100% hook, line, sinker believed it. Oh, my God. And then uh, the mechanic, which is probably, or the machinist, rather, which is one of the weirdest ones. The one when he lost all that weight. Right. Oh, that's the, when he played uh, Dickie Ward. Was it Mickey Ward's cousin? Is it Dickie Eklund? Is that his cousin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that his, the guy's uh, name? I don't remember the played? character's name, unfortunately, but I remember the movie for sure. Um, He's so good, God! I think it's Dickie Eklund. Pull, pull that up, just, just to because it's. Um, I want to say it was. I thought it was Mickey Ward's brother. Not to sidetrack, but my I played Colonel Dobetter in that play. But he was great in that movie too, <laughs> because in in that in that well, that's a different movie. Yeah, the fighter. Yeah. Oh my God! The guy's yeah, Dickie Eklund. Yeah, he's never swung and missed. And that he he played this guy who you know we all in the 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 boxing like look how yeah I mean he's a crack addict in real life, and so the guy was like you know in and out of trouble and oh. and he played this brother of uh-huh. Mickey Ward who's this famous boxer uh-huh. and he he just played this kind of like you know eccentric. 
crazy mm-hmm. drug addict troubled brother right and you fucking totally bought it i yeah. mean that's batman how crazy is that that's great that's right that's batman that's right and by, by the way the best batman he was the best batman he was the best the Pe- voice was a little goofy people are I'm loving batman. the new one people love the new one people love spam they love everything <laughs> people love all kinds of, they love tiktok <laughs> <laughs> who is who is the new who is the new Batman? Um, uh, Aiden Christensen is that his name? No, 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 no. no, no. Hold on. That's Robert the, Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson, the guy yeah. from Twilight. Yeah, yeah. He's the vampire. Oh, right, right. Girls loved him as a vampire. Yes. You know, his, there's a very controversial thing because he really wasn't into working out. Uh huh. To be Batman, so he's like the least convincing physical presence uh-huh. as Batman. Really, he wouldn't work out. Ah, uh, I'm sure he did a little something. <laughs> But he didn't work out like a couple squat thrusts. Christian Bale worked out. Like, yeah, Christian Bale as Batman was—he looked like an MMA fighter. He was right. jacked like that. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. I mean, I guess he's—he's like, he's in shape. He looks kind of, they, they probably photoshopped the shit out of that. Right. Whose body? Whose body is that? It looks good right there, though. They put his head on. I would say that looks uh, reasonably athletic. That's what I would say. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a guy who's not fat. I wonder what you would describe me with my shirt on. That's reasonably dead man walking. (laughs) What? He's vengeance defined, right? Yeah, that's not vengeance defined, unfortunately. (laughs) Embodied. But uh, apparently, it's a very dark and uh, interesting movie, and everyone that I know that has seen it loved it. Yeah, I've heard good things. 128 million opening weekend. You're a fucking Hollywood guy. You pay attention to that shit. I saw. I saw. I saw you, the headline. Look at you reading Variety <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> how much money are they making? As if like somehow or another that involves that's you. That's big. That's big. Yeah. How much did uh, Pfizer earn this quarter? Tell me that. <laughs> I don't know that yeah, part, exactly. but I do know that. Uh, and Jackass Forever did very well. I'm sure it did. I don't know how those guys are alive. That's the biggest victory for me. I just love that dumb fun comedy. Yeah. It, Went back to making some money after the pandemic. That's that's good news for all of us, dude. You know what I watched um, yesterday? I watched uh, a series of Buster Keaton stunts. Oh man, <laughs> he was the real dude, deal. I mean, I know I've seen these before. Yeah. So I shouldn't have been so shocked, but I I went down a rabbit hole and I watched quite a few of them. YouTube's. Yeah, there's a gang of them. One of them, he goes out this window. <laughs> he no, he he jumps from one rooftop to another roof grabs onto the lip of the roof and slips uh-huh. and falls and go watch this now this is this is not cgi uh-huh. so he's standing there he makes the leap he catches that falls through those things <laughs> and then catches that bar wait a minute and then goes under like that these are real <laughs> men and look at this that's amazing i mean wow i don't how do you do that there's <laughs> how, no stuntmen yeah, this is buster they? keaton but he did a bunch of these things. Like, watch this. <laughs> Grabs the car. <laughs> Grabs the car, and he holds on to it, and it, he goes sideways. <laughs> but the thing is, man, this is all really happening. Yeah. Like, watch this. He grabs the back of this trolley car. No, that's not real. <laughs> that is not real. How does he do it, though? That's definitely not How'd real. How'd he do it? He was like one of the first filmmakers. But that's not real. Like, that's that defies physics, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? I, I, I guess so. I mean, how did he do it? There's yes, so yes, many. It's Johnny things. Knoxville. There's, some of these know, right? were uh, 
the beginnings of camera optical illusions. Oh, really? Some of them. Not, some of them. Not, not all of them, because he got fucked up doing some of these, too. Oh, yeah. he had to get fucked up, because they, they probably had to figure out what you can get away with and what <laughs> yeah. you can't get away with. <laughs> Didn't he? Did you see the one when the, the whole house falls? That's real. This is real. This is real. Wow, look at that. I mean, this is... Wild <laughs> shit, man. Wild shit that he was... Oh, look at that. His whole car falls apart. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> like that, mate. Like, like this. Yeah, that's, so how did he do that one? There's a small chance it just was honest. Like, he did some of it, but, like, that could have been, uh, like, a screenplate, you know? Like, the way they even did, did cartoons back then. I've seen a few behind the scenes of some of these, but I, don't, I also yeah. don't want to discredit it at all. I heard he got hurt doing this and yeah. still managed to make something happen, even though it failed the way he planned it. Dude, this makes my hand sweat just looking at it. I know. <laughs> like, watch him make this leap. Boom, boom. I mean, how does that? <laughs> well, how was, does that not fuck you up? Was that his body though falling down? Well, it wasn't somebody else's body. It could have been a dummy. I mean, uh, you think? Maybe. It sure looked like uh, I wonder, you would die I just, if you did it. Like if oh, somebody yeah. really did it. Right. I mean, it makes me nervous just too. But like, fucking crazy ass Tom Cruise does his own stunts for Mission Impossible. <laughs> Broke his ankle jumping from one roof to another. Did you ever see that video? No. He clearly breaks his ankle. Really? Like he makes this. Cr I mean, he's wired and everything, so he doesn't have to worry about dying. But he he makes the leap, and his ankle catches funny. You see his ankle like get uh, out. Uh, yeah. What do you think the desire is to do your own stunts? Tom does all, all his own. Tom, like he's my friend. Yeah. My friend Tom. <laughs> Tom does not it. Tom Papa. Tom Cruise. Oh. The other Tom. Tom yeah. C. The guy who doesn't bake bread. <laughs> <laughs> He does all his own stunts. He does motorcycle race stunts. He does car racing stunts. He does a lot of wild shit. He learned how to ri r race helicopters. He, he learned how to fly helicopters to do a scene. Was that, wasn't that Mission Impossible as well? <laughs> like there was a crazy scene and they were like, hey man, this is a fucked up scene. He's like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, what? <laughs> so he takes his helicopter and he's going through this valley. Yeah. Like sideways. Jeez. Yeah. And he's piloting the fucking helicopter. Don't mess with TC. Oh, he's a wild dude. He but, is a wild dude. You know, all things through L. Ron Hubbard, who strengthens him. Well, there's there's truth to that, isn't there? Well, yeah, if you you believe it, like this is like he real does. too. But this, like, he's strapped into the, you know, he's like tied on. Oh my he's God. not just hanging on. Amazing. He but just... he, a lot of the shit that he did, like this, this is him actually doing this. He's actually being suspended. He actually jumps out of this fucking building. God. He does wild shit, man. And he has the option to tag out, go to yeah. his trailer, like, look at this. eat some carrot sticks while the other guy does it. Yeah. Well, and by the way, stuntmen die. They they mm -hmm. die. They they die all the time. It happens all the time in films. Yeah. You know, I have a very good friend of mine who got badly injured doing really? stunt work just a couple of years ago, and he's still fucked up. Really? Yeah, his what head. What happened? He, he was doing a stunt, and he did it once, and they, they liked it, and they asked him to do a second take, and he was very uncomfortable, and he did it and banged his head Ooh. really hard. My friend Tate. You might uh, have met, met Tate at the Comedy Store. Maybe. Um, yeah, Tate was on season three of The Ultimate Fighter. Okay. And uh, he's, you know, big, fucking, strong, athletic guy. And stunts just go bad, man. Of course. They just go bad. And he banged his head and he was fucked for a long time. Oh, like, my God. Couldn't see bright light, had to be in dark rooms. Jeez. Oh, it, and, and all the depression that comes oh, when no. people get those horrible head injuries like that. 
So meanwhile, here's Tom Cruise, literally the biggest movie star in the world, yeah. risking his ass yeah. doing these things. It's insane. I slipped on the ice in uh, Fargo, North Dakota last week. Hit your head? A little bit. You all right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it was literally like a week after Saget. Oh, no. I was just got I I didn't even know I was falling. It just happened so fast. I was just walking the my show, but everything in Fargo right now is an ice block. It's right. literally covered in ice. So I'm just walking. I wasn't even thinking about falling. I was just thinking about getting into the building because it was so damn cold. It's like minus 31 wind chill. Oh. And I'm just walking, and there was no part of me that was like whoops or whoa or I might be falling. I was just I fell. Bang. I'm down. I'm on the sidewalk. Mm. And I there was a building next to me, and I just kind of grazed it a little bit with my head. And I think I might have broke a rib because I'm still in pain down here. Um, broke a rib? I, or bruised it. Yeah, something. If you broke a rib, you'd probably know. I can't sleep on it. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Can you touch it, and do you feel like an in... You, you I know. feel it. It's not like... Mm. It's not crazy pain, but they don't do much for those unless it's really bad. Then they put screws in place. Yeah, no, this isn't that bad. If, maybe a, I bruised it. There's a gentleman named Chance Rencounter. We brought him up a couple of times because he fought in Bellator a couple of weeks ago uh -huh. <clears throat> or a week ago, I guess. Not even a week. Just maybe whatever it was. Yeah, long, recently, and he got kicked and um, broke five of his ribs. Oh, yeah, like kicked really hard. Ah, and uh, he put a photo of the x-ray up i think yesterday of the the screws and the plates that they put in place to, ah. to put his ribs back together ah. yeah there's the kick look at that and that kick broke five ribs bro look at it it's like oh it's halfway into his body cavity oh my god yeah he fought this guy Korishkov, who's a Straight up killer. Yeah. You hit him with a spinning back kick to the body. Oh, my God. I saw some of your kicks. You posted a kick uh, like a month ago. Same kick. That's Holy the same, that's cow. The same kind of kick. Yeah. Whack. Yeah. Whack. You do, you do not want a guy like that kicking you like that. No, yeah, I, so I can't even ribs. walk through the winter wonderland of Fargo without getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so look at his, his ribs. All of these plates put in them now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, just to kind of That could like, puncture a lung. Oh, 100%. His lung was punctured. It was? Yeah, and it was soaked with blood. His, his lung was filled with blood. It was punctured. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, it was a brutal, brutal break. And the, that ended the fight? Oh, yeah. It was, it was like the over. first first uh, few seconds of the fight. He threw that kick. Jeez. It was very quick, very very early in the fight. How was this weekend? It was great. Was it? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, great, great event. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, wild. I don't know the names or anything, but any surprises? Um, no, not necessarily. Just yeah. really good fights. It yeah. was uh, Colby Covington versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Have you been to a UFC live? I yet? haven't, bro. I really want to go. What are you waiting on? I'm waiting yeah. for the invite. You I know keep... a guy. I, 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 you know a guy. Do I got to give you three loaves? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me when you want to go. I would love to. Yeah. I'll... Are you going to be in Vegas in May? Um, no, I don't think there's a May one. There's a July one. Okay. I think when is an is there a Vegas May day? There may be a May one, but it probably is at the uh, Apex Center. Uh huh. Because uh, there's an April one that's in Phoenix. That is uh, April. No, excuse me. That's in Florida. That's April 9th. And there's a May one mm -hmm. that's in Phoenix. Phoenix could be yes. fun. Yeah, Phoenix is fun. And then I have a show in Vegas in May. If you can make that happen, that'd be great. I'll call the UFC. <laughs> Say, listen, Tom Pompa wants to see some scraps. 
<laughs> Where should I go? There's a. Well, I would love to come. The, honestly, if you want to go, the Phoenix one will be great. Yeah, yeah, because the Phoenix one, it'll be a fun time if you want to come. Because I don't have any gigs scheduled that weekend either. We're just gonna go and have fun. Oh man, I saw your your uh, steak that you ate after. I was oh like, yeah, we ate the John George Steakhouse and <laughs> Aria. I was like very my good. dog, just like salivating. <laughs> yeah, that would look good. beautiful. One thing about Vegas, man, there's so much good food. Yeah, that place is great, but even better. Sorry, John George Steakhouse, but uh, Bizarre Meats. Where's which that? is at, at the Sahara. Oh yeah. It's um bizarre meats. It is insanely good. Really? And they cook them over fire, so they have these Argentine style wheel steak grills where they lift and lower so uh -huh. like they have these like you walk in there you smell the wood burning oh, and the, man, the oh, smell man. of the meat and the 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 smell of the burning wood. Oh, Your caveman God. comes out. It's so good. <laughs> and the gentleman that's that is a famous chef uh Jose Andres uh -huh. Who is the uh, the head chef of that place? So you walk into that place. Yeah, J Jamie, show the uh, the area where they're cooking. If they have like a, there's a video of it. I know. So th that's it. Perfect. So those right there. So they, oh, they have the, the cuts grill. of meat right there. These big thick cuts of steak, and then they have these grills that are basically fires. So they have just it's just hardwood. Jeez. And then they put the steaks at the top. Mm -hmm. See the very top area. Yeah, yeah. They have them up there until the steaks reach like an internal temperature of, oh you know, like 110 degrees or something like that. Then they put them directly over the fire to sear them on the outside. So they use like a reverse oh, sear method. Jeez. It is. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. I, I always think I should go somewhere else when I'm in Vegas, yeah. but I, I never do. Uh, it's not worth fucking around. I can never get that outside char at home. Oh, I can help you. You can? Yeah, that I'm good at. Are you? Like, I can't bake bread at all, but I I'll, I can cook the fuck out of some steak. I'm very good at that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have yeah. a beautiful freezer in my, uh, in my oh, garage. Yeah, that's right. You got a, a nice setup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gave you that commercial freezer. <laughs> that my buddy How much Joe elk gave do you have left? Um, I have not that much steaks. I have a good amount of ground elk still. Do you have sausages, too? Yeah, but I'm getting low. You know, you should do. Well, I got more. Um, you know, what you should do. You should make lasagna with that uh, ground elk. Ah, yeah, that's a good so idea. You ever, you ever made lasagna? Not with the elk. Oh, I mean, I make God. a good lasagna. Oh, yeah, you should make it with elk. Yeah, oh, that would be good. Yes. Elk lasagna. <laughs> elk chili is really good, too. Oh, that's another good yeah. idea. You yeah. know what I really like, which I think you told me, is for breakfast. Oh yeah, with eggs. Just crack some eggs over yes. it. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Get some of this toast on the mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. mm. In butter, so you get a lot of the fats from the butter, and I, I like a little garlic salt. Right. Garlic salt over all of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I go. That freezer's great. Something about the smells of cooking too. They're so exciting. When you <sighs> cook food, you get the smell all the aromas while it's cooking, mm -hmm. and then afterwards you eat it. It's like and you get double pleasure. I, uh, whenever I'm making sauce, and you start with mm. with onions in the oil, yes. like a sofrito, peppers like, and some garlic, some carrots and celery, oils. and and that that onion smell <sighs> will linger for a, a day or two. Mm. Every time, like the meal's done, it's all satisfied, whatever. You come up the stairs the next morning yes. and you still have that lingering. It's like the holidays. Yeah. It's like the whole house is just filled with it. I, I love the smell of sauteed garlic. It's one of my favorite smells. Oh, it's the best. Something about like, I, whenever I cook a sauce, the first thing that I do, you know, I usually just use bottled sauce, but whenever I do 
do it, the yeah. first thing I do before I pour it in the pan is I put some, I heat the pan up and I mince up some garlic. Mm-hmm. I put some olive oil, let the olive oil get up to temperature and then I drop the garlic in there, get it crackling. <laughs> and then once it gets crackling, then I pour the sauce in over that. Uh, so, uh, so good. <laughs> uh, so, you can never have enough garlic. I know. I interviewed um, uh, Lydia Bastianich. You know, she's, the, no. she's a famous uh, chef, uh, Italian chef. And uh, I had her on my podcast, and she was telling me that it wasn't until Italian-Americans started cooking um, Italian food, like when they brought it over to the new country, garlic was cheaper. So that's when garlic was really heavily introduced. Really? Yeah. It was always... uh, Because it was expensive in Italy? Yeah, or or it was more rare, and Mm. she said, but, you know... All us lugs in Jersey were just throwing garlic on it like crazy. And uh, it became like a heavy thing. It used to be, you know, like carrots and celery and onion. And it was a lighter yeah. kind of a thing. And we were just like, uh-uh, garlic. Dude, I've seen like literally 40 or 50 hours of videos <laughs> of Italian guys cooking steak over fire. Because there's a special type of steak they cook in Florentine. They call it oh, right. bistecca Florentine. Yeah. And they... They're, they do the same kind of thing as that. It's like you're cooking over live fire. Right. And the, the smells and the embers. And they're, I don't know what they're saying because they're all talking in Italian. <laughs> they're like, man, They're all getting into it. I have the same thing watching guys making a carbonara. Ah, with yes. It's a guanciale yes. and the egg and the, and the cheese. The bacon. And, and uh, yeah, Matteo Lane turned me on to the... Uh, these carbonara guys, and the same thing, all in Italian, don't yeah. understand it, but you're just watching them. It's better sometimes if you don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. Especially something as simple as cooking steak over fire, because mm-hmm. these guys, and you can you know, have the closed captions on and everything, and you can read what they're saying, but there's something about watching. Yeah. It's like so primal, watching people cook meat over fire. What is the, what's your char method? Like, how do you get the outside? Like, I can, I can throw it on the, I have a gas grill. First of all, is that gonna will I ever get char? Well, the best way to do it if you have a gas grill, grill honestly, mm-hmm. is you do it two ways. You get the you start it off slowly, like you put it low, mm-hmm. and I would put it at like you know two hundred and fifty, two sixty, somewhere yeah. somewhere on that line, yeah. and have a meat thermometer. Get it up to whatever the internal temperature you'd like to achieve is. I like to get like with elk. Mm-hmm. I like to. I, I like to keep it pretty rare on the inside and slowly get it to like 120. Uh-huh. And then I like to use a cast iron frying pan to sear it. Oh. Yeah. So I get the cast iron frying pan very hot. Very hot. Butter? No. No butter. No, because butter has a low flash point. It'll burn. It'll burn up. Yeah. So I use beef tallow. Beef tallow. What's yeah, that? Yeah. Beef fat. Oh. Yeah. Beef tallow is better. Because you can get beef tallow very, very hot. And, and that's how you do it, it with smokes. the elks? So or no, fla- low flash point or smoke point. I forget what it's called. Uh-huh. But what? It, but basically what it is, it's like um, at a certain temperature, like some oils will become fucked up and they, they burn. Right. Like uh, yeah. butter burns pretty quickly. You know, right. Olive oil is oil. not the best for that. Yeah. Which olive oil is great for like a nice medium heat saute with garlic and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. But with beef tallow, you can get it hot as fuck. And so that I scoop some of the um, beef tallow out, I dip it in the frying pan, 
and then I just sear it on the outside, like me, depending on what the internal temperature is, me, minute and a half, two minutes on each side, maximum. Because you're just doing the outside at that point because exactly. you've achieved the inside already. Yeah, just trying to get a nice right. crust. What they call, what do they call them? The mallard reaction? Is that what they call it? Uh-huh. There's a there's a reaction of meat where the meat sort of gets like a caramelization. Mm-hmm. I think it's called mallard. Okay. That's like when you get a steak and it's got a nice crust yes. on the outside. Yes. And then the inside, it's very perfect. Mwah. Do you put the the cast iron on the grill? You can. Yeah. I usually and do, do you it need inside. The heat? Do you then turn the heat up? Oh, you do it inside. Yeah, I usually do it inside. Right. Because, yeah, if I was going to put the cast iron on the grill, I'd turn the heat up way, right. way, way high. Right. Is it called a mallard? Yes. The... Oh, Mailly, yeah. Maillard, M-A-I-L-L-A-R-D reaction. So it's a chemical reaction with sugars and amino acids in the meat reacting, create a new, f- create new flavorful compounds. Flavorful. F- flavorful. Flavorful. But that's that beautiful brown crust on the outside. Yeah. So, so what I do is um, um, I put... When I get the uh, temperature of the meat up to about 90 degrees, on the, uh-huh. on the, I usually, generally speaking, I do, I like to do elk um, one of two ways. Either I use one of those Argentine type grills and I cook it over fire, and when I do it slowly, I use like a meter probe, or I do it on the Traeger, which uh-huh. is very easy because the Traeger, the, the temperature stays super consistent, and you can read the temperature on your phone. So I, I like that. Uh, that's cool. So I can read the temperature of the meat and yeah. the grill on my phone. So right. just look in the app. So I could be watching TV or whatever and just chilling. So then once it gets to about 90-ish, uh-huh. then what I do is I fire up the stovetop in the house at high heat, and I put a cast iron frying pan there. Got and it. And I get that sucker real hot, get the fan cranking, and then I throw some tallow in there right, right when I'm about to put it on there. Got it, got it. And the it. beautiful thing about that is... When you do that method, you don't have to make it rest very long either because you sort of slowly cooked it to that 120 degrees anyway. Then you're searing on the outside, and I'll let it rest five minutes plus. Right, right. That's about it. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds good. (laughs) um, So where do we go see the... The fights, then. Maybe it should be Vegas. Well, Vegas, you can go to July if you want to come to the July fights. That could be cool. Yeah, that'll be a big one. The July is uh, July 2nd, and that's... uh that's and I, I'm a, I have a gig July first too there. July second, I think I'm in yeah. San Diego July first. So then I just buzz across. Perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump. That's easy. Show right. up July July second. Yeah, you love it. Oh, that'd be cool. It'll be a big one too. Yeah. Whatever that July one will be. Uh, it's uh, the July fourth weekend is always huge for the UFC. It's because July fourth is uh, that Monday. Right. So July second okay. will be a cracking card. They'll, right. They always have like. A championship event, and it might be the return of Conor McGregor. Oh, really? Yeah, I know they're talking about Conor coming back. Really? It, it, it all depended upon his injury. You know, yeah, bro- is he healed? I'm not sure. He said he's says he's working out and walking around. You can see him walking around. He looks fine, but whether or not he can actually spar, uh huh, that's the big thing. It's, right. It's like sparring is. If it'd be, yeah. You have to make sure that the bone's not going to break again, and right. he's got a titanium plate in there now. Oh, jeez. Just like that guy had on his ribs. Right. Connor's got that on his shin now. Aye. Screws in there. And so who knows like what it feels like, whether or not he can fully get after it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a big payday. No, he's going to do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he just loves it, right? <laughs> see, the thing is, I don't know if it can be Connor because what they're uh-huh. talking about is Connor fighting for the title again, which is kind of hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, but if that does happen, um, it will be the winner of Justin Gaethje versus Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira is the current champion, and they're fighting in um, May. Uh-huh. And that is a big fight, and that's taking place in Arizona. But the thing about that fight is, when that fight is, oh, I think I'm right about that. Make sure I'm right yeah. about that. I'm wrong a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when that uh, when that fight takes place, yeah. um, you have to assume that they can be healed enough to fight in July, because that doesn't right. give you a lot of time. Right. It's only two months. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be able to write, right come back yeah may 7th so that's the one that's in phoenix that's a big one oh boy so it's like for you to be able to fight unless like let's say charles Oliveira catches justin gaethje in a submission real quick or justin gaethje catches charles Oliveira with a big punch and knocks him out if one of those guys wins quick then you could conceivably say i'm good to go for july right and they make it happen right that's a big if right these are two of the very best fighters in the world and most likely they're gonna fuck each other up, and they'll go the distance, and they'll be yeah all messed up. They're gonna be messed up, yeah. most likely. You never know. Right. Like Colby Covington just won this weekend. He said he has no injuries. He says he's good to go. He says he w- he'd like to fight again in July. He said that. Wow. I think he said July, but he wants to fight again fairly soon. So he's he's feeling good. And that was a big, long five round fight against a uh, elite fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, there'll be no baseball, so that that would be good. What's going on with baseball? They have a lockout. They're they, they shut I saw down. you. You were getting pissed. I, I was saw, getting pissed, which is rare. I'm like Tom. Papa is <laughs> hate tweeting. I know my one angry my one angry post was about baseball. I and just the price hate, of hot dogs. I hate greed. I hate greed. Is that what it is? Yeah, sons of you know we. Yeah, I love baseball so much. What is it, the what's the the dispute? Uh it's between the owners and the and the and the players and. There's different. I don't know. I don't even know. You don't know? No, I don't know the ins and outs. But yeah, I just you're know, tweeting get, about it. I just know get your shit together. Wow. And and open up baseball. We stuck with you through this stupid ass pandemic, through everything. Jeffrey. These families have. Here it is. It's all major greed. matters such as the competitive balance tax thresholds, the minimum salary, and the size of the new pre-arbitration bonus pool leaves the sides with a significant distance between their proposals. Boy, good mm. luck getting America behind competitive balance tax thresholds, the minimum <laughs> salary, and the size of new pre-arbitration bonus pool. People are going to go, what? Where the fuck are the hot dogs? <laughs> That's exactly my reaction. Yeah. It's just like, I want to meet my friends on opening day. Get your shit together. So is it possible they're going to work this out, or is it over? Uh, it seems like... Well, it seems like opening day is going to be shut, and uh, will they work it out and save the season? Perhaps, mm. but they've uh, they're already clop, uh, knocking off some weeks, wow. which is so dirty and gross. It's just gross. It is gross. It's such a huge. The money is so huge, and these. I, I mean, right. But if you're a player and you realize that the owners and the coaches are making way more than the players. Which is understandable, mm-hmm. but there's like some negotiation room, mm-hmm. and then the owners aren't willing to negotiate, and minimum salary is low. Yep. And, I don't know. Yep. I'm just no, I know. I mean, I look. I'm sure someone is more at harm 
than others. <laughs> I don't know who. Uh, but get your shit together and realize that you've got right. a fan base and you've got these families that scrape together stuff to go and keep on this tradition. It's just ugly and gross. Yeah, if I was them, I'd be worried that people would wake up and realize that baseball is boring. What? Did I say that? <laughs> who said that? Who said yeah, don't give us time to think about it. Who said that? <laughs> it's relatively boring. I love it so much. <laughs> well, it's an American pastime. It's an American pastime. There's a lot tied to it. Dude, people live for that shit. My grandfather lived for the Yankees. My grandfather, too. Lived for They were probably games. around the same age. Yeah, probably. In the same area. Yeah. I loved it. He, I loved talking about it with him. He was just, oh, I was the best. Yeah, I loved it when I was a kid until I started doing martial arts. Yeah. I found martial arts because of uh, baseball. That's how I found Taekwondo. Why? Went Cause... to a Sox game. Went to see the Red Sox at Fenway Park. Uh -huh. And we were, me and my friend Jimmy were on our way home. And uh, we had to wait for the T, you know, the lo local transport, yeah. pr transportation system. Uh -huh. And there was a big ass line. So we walked past this martial arts school. And uh, I said, let's go see what's up. And we walked in. And I, as I was walking up the stairs, I was hearing this crazy sound, like, whomp. Like, and then a chain clanking. I was like, what is going on up there? And it was this guy. His name was John Lee. And he became a mentor to me later on. Uh -huh. I, I fought on the same team as him. Um, and he was the national champion at the time. And he was preparing for, I think it was the World Cup. Wow. And uh, you just wandered in. I just wandered in. I wandered in watching like one of the best on earth in peak condition in the middle of training. Jeez. And I remember watching him kick the bag thinking, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> and it was he was doing that the, the thing that you saw me kick the bag, the yeah. spinning back kick. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Jeez. And that's probably how I no, not probably, definitely how I fell in love with that kick. Wow. Which became like my signature kick. Because I wanted to do what he did. Well, I, was yeah. like, I, cu I couldn't believe the amount of power he was generating. It is impressive to watch. <laughs> Watching was, you do it is just like, whack! And it I'm, is. It's the sound. The sound is the thing that gets you. I'm so slow compared to what I was when I was like 19. Really? Oh, yeah, man. When I was 19, I was so fast at that. Jeez. Also, I weighed 155 pounds. It was a lot smaller. <laughs> right. But, um, but that, you're still fat. I mean... It's still fast. Relatively. Yeah. Relatively. <laughs> it's still a big, loud yeah. whack. It's a lot of noise. I'm just happy that I could still, at 54, that I could still do it because I was worried that I was as I was getting older, like, there's going to come a time where I'm going to be physically limited. Sure. I've, I've managed to stave that off. I've managed to hold that off. Yeah. I mean, one injury in any th part of your body that mm -hmm. needs to participate in that, and it's, it's over. A lot of things have to be moving in coordination, yeah. knees and hips and back and turn right. and force and ankle. <laughs> it's like when I fell on the ice. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Basically, you're an athlete. <laughs> but I found that I found out gym that because was... of a baseball game. And yeah. that's also what led me to stop taking baseball seriously. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just like it. It's just the pace is great. I have so many traditions around it. I meet up with my buddies from high school. And the we... pace is great. So you like it slow. I do like it slow. And then like there's soccer? action because it builds. It builds. It's that thing. Do you like soccer? I do, but I don't really watch it. Like when the World Cup comes around, I get into it and think, I should be watching this all the time. Yeah. But I've never been like into the leagues and all that stuff. There are certain dudes that when the World Cup comes around, yeah. they get really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They know everything. There's and... certain guys that are like a little too enthusiastic about letting you know right. that they like soccer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I totally it's know what you mean. It's a little virtue signally. <laughs> yep. It's a little I'm wearing two masks. <laughs> it's a, you know? Yeah. You know the type uh, of guy? Yeah, this is my team. Yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's and the they... type of guy who pronounces <laughs> the names of countries like with a roll of the tongue, <laughs> right. a little too exaggerated. <laughs> right. Guadalajara, <laughs> Argentina. You know, they, they, they yeah, say names of white. cities. And t- yeah. <laughs> they go too hard. And yeah. You're from Denver. Like, settle the fuck down, buddy. Those are the guys that get so excited about the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and they know like they know a couple names. They yeah, just need, they're they, faking all, it. All you need in sports talk to try and like put a little bravado is just know a, a hair more than the person you're talking to. Exactly. So, so if you could throw a couple names that that guy doesn't know, you're well, the man. Phonies are gross. Phonies are so gross. Phonies are gross, and I run into phonies <laughs> like there's only one sport where I can spot a phony. Uh-huh. I mean, I kind of smell the phony with World Cup. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like how you're talking. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I smell phony. I don't know what it is, but it ain't true. But with MMA, I love talking to phonies. Right, because they'll bring up they'll bring up stuff. That's the one sport that you go ah ah ah. ah. Don't try that shit with me. Right. I'm the wrong guy. I got you. Because I got it covered. <laughs> and so, like, the phonies would try to break out, like, yeah. data and facts. I'm like, stop now. Yeah. This, you, you would need a decade of heavy research to be able to just have a conversation with me about this. So shut the fuck up. They yeah. just, they, what is that thing? I don't know. That phony what thing is- What is so, that thing? Oh, my God. Why can't you just admit that you don't know that much? Some guys want to pretend they know everything. Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing when you're you're talking about, like, a sport. Because, like, sports involve so much. Like, think about the World Cup. Think about how many players there are, so many teams, and how many... History. Oh, my God. The whole thing. It's the number one sport in the world. Yeah. So if you're going to be a phony in that, like, you know who's a a legitimate soccer expert is Ian. Yeah. Ian Edwards? Ian, yeah. He lives it. He lives it. Yeah. He has a soccer podcast. Right. (laughs) Ian's not remotely ian's gonna come here and we're gonna go see one of the because austin has a professional soccer team uh-huh so there's a you know matthew mcconaughey is one of the owners uh, and a friend of mine is one of the other owners and oh, we're gonna cool. go watch a game and then we're gonna do a podcast about it afterwards where uh, i ruthlessly mock bad, him. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been talking about doing something like that for a while yeah, like watching great. a soccer game and then doing a podcast that's really great he fucking, <laughs> he, but the, again he fucking love but ian doesn't have he has zero phony in his body no no. There's, there's oh my god. There. Nothing in there. No. He's the last person to pretend he knows something. He'll pretend he, he doesn't know something. He, yeah, he's the guy <laughs> who gets quiet when someone else is acting a fool about it. Exactly. And just like, like mm. starts cl- yeah. clocking it. Did well, you see that fight that happened over the weekend? At that soccer match in was it Mexico? No. Huge a fight. Brawl. Brawl. Oh no. Brawl like Huge. Oh, they had no. to shut the whole thing down. They had to oh, no. evacuate people from the stadium. Oh, no. No, it was big. At least 26 injured as fight breaks out amongst fans at Mexican soccer game. Wow. But that's on CNN. It might have never happened. <laughs> it's Wow, look at this. They're throwing haymaker. Oh, he's eye-poking. It's How rude. spilled onto the field. Look at that move. 
the double eye poke. <laughs> Look at his belly duck, sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> duck under and the eye poke. Just <laughs> extend the hands. And then the other guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing either. It, it it's never Look ceases it. to amaze me how people who don't know how to fight are so willing to fight. <laughs> Is there video of it? Oh, here we go. Because it spilled out Three onto the Three critically field. injured. Wow. In Mexico I'll City. Tell you what, bro. Mexicans have a long history of combat sports. Look at it, Joe. The whole stadium is just flooded with people. Just it looks like people are just running to me. Or, uh, I guess. Look at that guy kicking, there. punching. What are they fighting over? That guy kicked and then fell down himself, and then he fell down and he hit him. Oh my goodness! Look at that guy with the chair. Oh my goodness! They're on the field. They're beating each other with chairs. A lot of guys with no shirts on. That guy looks so hammered with the chair. He yeah. doesn't even know who to hit. <laughs> he doesn't. He's just, he just found a chair. He kind of barely tapped that guy with the chair. And he's like, no, this is too much. He walked away. <laughs> he didn't keep swinging. He tapped the guy with the chair. He was like, what am I doing? I'm going to kill somebody. I got a job. I got a family. <laughs> I found the a fuck? chair. 22 hurt. Look no, at it. I mean, it's insane. Look at, look at what hit with the chair. Watch the guy with the chair. He's got it up in the air. I'm going to fucking hit something. Who but- Let me get out of here. Ah, jeez. I got to get there. Go I got to go find my car. Go back to the beginning because <laughs> when he was doing it, like he did hit somebody. No, back up a little bit because he, he hit somebody with the chair. There was one moment. <laughs> here he there goes. He goes. Watch, watch. Watch. He moves forward. I'm going to hit somebody. Uh, I'm going to- Look at this. Oof. He kind of hit him in the butt. <laughs> Nothing serious. He's got this. I'm threatening no. people with this chair. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> and he walks away. Fuck it. I gotta go home. What am I doing? Have you ever been like where a brawl takes place, where uh, something happens and a brawl breaks out in a crowd? I've been. At, yeah, there was like a. Yeah. There's a weird feeling in the air when those totally. things happen. Well, you feel like kind of anything can happen. When you don't know what's happening, but yes. the energy shifts and everyone's looking in a direction yes. and you don't know what it is, but you feel it. Well, it gets it gets scared. Oh, shit. That guy got laid out. Oh, my God. That guy's bleeding all over the place. No, it Oh, was they must nasty. have stomped him. No, like the- Oh, this guy, this family running away. That's horrible. Horrible. You just take your kids to see a game and this is what happens. Look out. Go to, back to those pictures, Jamie. I mean, that that- Go scroll down the next one. That guy is fucked. That one right there. I mean, that guy is probably look dead. at his arm. His arm's going in three different directions. His arm's fucked for sure. That guy's got a broken arm. Yeah, Fuck. and then the other guy, the the blood that's coming out of his head. God, from the, oh, it was like the, these right at the end of the game. Were actually presumed dead. None of them, you said. Uh, and it said many oh, of many. the people were presumed dead. Understandably, when you see some of the stuff oh, yeah. and unconfirmed reports out of Mexico, stoked even more, claiming several fatalities emerged from the brawl. Awful. Fuck, man. No, come on, keep it together. Soccer. Soccer. God. Soccer. And you know, I would say, well, the good thing about baseball being boring is that you don't get this. But there was another problem with the Dodgers and this. Look at the amount of people on the field. The Dodgers and the uh, Giants, they're, someone always gets really messed up in the parking lot. Yeah. Sports. Sports. Well, sports are basically a proxy of war, right? It's, right. It's kind of like, it's a, it's like fake war. Yeah, it's like in a replacement. Yeah, it's like a replacement of yeah. war. Yeah, it's like when, when the Raiders are going to play the <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, now it's Vegas, right? Right. Vegas, right? It's yeah. basically... Florida is going to war with Las Vegas. Right, exactly. And we get it out of our system on in, in an yeah. hour and a half. You know, that's what it was invented for. That's what football was actually invented for. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There was an article I read about, I think we might have even talked about it on the podcast at one point in time, about how football was invented um, to be 
uh, like uh, to give people something to do that was like a replacement for war. Right when there wasn't when they were in between when there was no war to fight. Yeah, and in the beginning of it, a lot of it was like Native Americans playing. Like some of the best early players were Native Americans. Right. Yeah, I was reading this this whole thing about the history of football. I mm-hmm. wish I could remember more details, but again, I don't really follow football either. So yeah. I just casually was glancing at this article and then I gave up on it. Yeah, but when you see how people are so passionate and mm-hmm. passionate by it, it's like, well, would, it, would Cleveland be marching on, on Pittsburgh if they didn't have the Browns and the Steelers? Like, would all these young men be just... I think you need right? to give people things like that to do. Yeah. I, I think legitimately when you get an enormous mass of people like the yeah. united states is united states is 300 and whatever million Huge. people you, they need some things that they can root on yeah they root for and they need some things that are like very important and serious to them yeah it takes you out of your every day yeah it takes all that aggression and puts it towards something yeah it does yeah it does were you ever a hockey fan no i was a hockey fan for a while and then... what happened they did you wrong yeah, they just went into. I was with the Rangers like as a kid, and then they won the cup, and it was like this huge thing. And then for the next like decade, they were just so bad. It was just like I. So you're a fair weather fan? Is that what you're trying to say? It was pretty fair. They, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just show up when they won the cup, but I, I, I bailed at a certain point. Well, when I, you know, that one day that I went to see the Red Sox game, that yeah. I got into Taekwondo. From that day on, all I really cared about was martial arts, mm-hmm. combat sports. That's yeah. really all I was interested in. I was always interested in boxing. I always was a big boxing fan. Right. But then I got really into martial arts, and that that became my obsession. So I right. I didn't watch any sports after that. Right. No, Not you were that. doing it. You were yeah. participating. But it's also like the stuff that I watched. I'd only watch combat sports. I'd watch boxing or kickboxing. Right. Or, there was no MMA at the time. And no YouTube, by the way. Yeah, nothing. But I would get VHS tapes. <laughs> right. You'd, you'd get VHS tapes back when the VHS came out. Yeah. And I would record, like, say, if Marvin Hagler was fighting on HBO, oh, I'd man. record it and, and watch it later, play God, it back. Good. Oh, my God. Oh, my amazing. God. Did you find the thing on uh, the origins of football? Oh. Uh, I remember t- there's, I think, there's two different stories there that you there's definitely a story about the Native American roots in football I know yeah because there was some it's like how Jim Thorpe got involved oh right right Right. you see the picture of Jim Thorpe when he's running in the Olympics no and he had uh, one shoe that was uh, a shoe that he found and it didn't fit him right so he had to put like two socks on like (laughs) Yeah, and he won. And he won. won the gold medal. Oh, my like, God. Like, fucked up shoes. <laughs> yeah, and they were like shoes. Yeah. They oh, like, like dress sho- shoes? Yeah, they look like shoes. Like, that's <laughs> oh, all geez. That's all people had back then. Like, right. Like, the shoes they ran in. Yeah. Like, look at the image of them. Like, look. Oh, my God. It's like, it's it like a wingtip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it fucking barely fits him. Jim Thorpe, legendary Native American athlete, had his shoes stolen just before he was about to compete in the Olympics. He found a mismatched pair of shoes in the trash can and went on to win a gold medal wearing them. He was also the first Native American to win a gold medal for the United States. Wow. Let's show a picture of his face. Like, that is a hard man. Yeah. That's a guy who's not going to get stopped by a fucking pair of shoes. God. You know? He should have played Batman. <laughs> well, he's dead. Look at, look, at his, look at his shoe there. Look at that vintage shoe. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. That's what they ran in. It's just like a piece of leather. 
It looks like there's some kind of traction on the bottom. Yeah. Some, some kind of thing on the bottom, I God. guess. God. You think about just the the the, num- the the stuff that like regular people could wear now compared to that. Oh, no. God. Everything. Oh, no. Like everybody had like one th- one pair of pants, one shirt, one I sweater. Know. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was it. Whenever they show like baseball games and... You show it, they were like, wow, they really dressed back then. Mm-hmm. They wore suits and ties to the baseball game. It's all they had. Right. It wasn't casual clothes. You weren't putting on board shorts and Well, it was also a, a big event. To go to something like that was a big event. There was no television. Right. right? Yeah. Did you ever see, there was a, um, a thing we watched the other day. It was when Jack Johnson fought Jim Jeffries in Reno, Nevada. And you looked out at the audience. First of all, there's no ladies there. Right. It was almost all men. Mm-hmm. And everyone was dressed in a suit with a hat on. Right. <laughs> and we yeah. were watching this. We were saying, like, imagine if you were a hat maker back then. You're like, this yeah. business is never going away. <laughs> like, know. look. Look at the audience. I know. Everyone wow. has a hat on. Well, it's probably fucking sunny as shit, right? Oh, for Fourth sure. Of July in Reno. For sure. You know what changed the hat? You what? know, You know what put it out of fashion? No. Uh, JFK. What? Yeah. What he when he came on the scene he was he didn't wear a hat and he looked so great and he had that head of hair really and that changed the fashion and yeah hats fell out of favor no kidding after Kennedy yeah he was the guy yep no they, shit. they talk about it all the time I love hats I wear hats because I'm bald oh look at that the beautiful hat I yeah like that hat but look at the the image. I mean, that yeah, is that's amazing. Everyone, every single person, everyone has a hat on, and there was etiquette and there was rules. You took your hat off when you saw a lady. You took a hat off when you went into in, inside somewhere. They all have the same kind of hat too. Yeah, isn't that basically. funny? Basically, all a white hat because they're all outside. Yeah, I guess so. And this yeah. was a, a famously uh, hot day. It looks it. Yeah, Cr- pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I think this is the article about the football oh, team. Native about. American team that rev- revolutionized football. Oh wow! Yeah, it didn't. There wasn't even a lot of forward passing back then. I remember this. I think it's the coach, Carlisle Indian School, eighteen seventy nine. Yeah. Right, and that had to do with Pop Warner too. That's mm-hmm. a big guy in the uh, uh-huh. history of football. It's a whole long thing, but what does it have to do with uh, the military? There was a different story about- Well, yeah, so then that's the other part of where I thought, like, you're maybe mixing two things up. There's, like, a history of just the strategy of football as, like, an Army-Navy. It was a big thing back, like, they would compete to do, like, strategies and just mm. have stuff to do in the off, off time. Here, listen to this. Pratt knew that nothing could stop the westward expansion of whites- and he knew the Native American way of life was coming to an end, fearing that Native Americans might actually die out. Pratt opened up the Carlisle School to save them from extinction. The idea was to teach Native American youth how to survive in this strange new world. Wow. Of course, Pratt wasn't interested in preserving their culture. After convincing parents to send their children to Pennsylvania, Pratt gave his students haircuts, instructed them in English, and ordered them to dress as white people. After all, his motto was, kill the Indian, save the man. Wow. wow that's crazy. Yeah. I, I got really into Native American history yeah. about uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, and I read a series of books, and one of them was uh, Black Elk Speaks. Mm-hmm. It was about this guy who had, he lit, what's so funny? I, this this is how he changed the game. Like Part of the way that there were rules in football, uh-huh. it, because of this. I just, sorry, I read that out loud. And... <laughs> oh, sorry. During the game, one of the boys tucked the football into that elastic band and, re- what? 
Uh, well, elastic out. bands inside their jersey, creating something of a pocket. During the game, one of the boys tucked the football into that elastic band and ran down the field with the ball under his jersey. As he sprinted down the field, the Harvard team was completely lost, unsure of who had the ball until it was too late. Furious, the Ivy League teams were constantly changing the rules to stop Pop, Pop Warner's trick plays, which, oddly enough, essentially gave us the rules of modern-day football. They were almost like cheating. But, it, it was but no, not really, because right. there's right. no fucking rules. Right, right. right. All right, change the rules. It's a little Do bit of little rascals. That's a little bit like the war <laughs> stuff and getting into A little shenanigans. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this uh, Black Elk Speaks book, uh, one of the things that this guy, there, I read two of, two books by him uh-huh. about him, and it, he, it details he was one of the, the Native Americans that was a, alive when they roamed the plains mm-hmm. and then lived through them being forced into reservations. Okay. And what happened with uh, particularly like the young men and children, yeah. how they were indoctrinated into white people ways and taken from their families and right. cut their hair and tried to teach them how to behave like the white settlers. Yeah. If you think it's about like, this guy wa- worrying that they were going to be brought to extinction, like that came so close. They... What yeah. Is that, what is that photo? Is that oh that's it's Black always, Elk speaks. That's the book. Oh, that's yeah. It's an autobiography, a biography rather. There's always those yeah those were always unsettling pictures from back then. Photos when you saw them all all of a sudden in suits and ties. Yeah. It was just like this is so it's wild, unnatural for them. Well, you know what killed the most of them was disease. Right. Ninety percent of all Native Americans died from disease. Really. Ninety percent. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's the Europeans w- were when Just, they came over they had all these disgusting colds and bugs and fucking smallpox. Smallpox, yeah. They just oof. Burned through the entire continent. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. Imagine a disease that kills 90% of the people and there's no cure. Yay. Nothing. There's nothing you can do. Good so lord. Imagine if you are you visit a place yeah. and there's a million people mm-hmm. like the Mayans, like you would visit Chichen Itza, a million people. Thriving metropolis. You come back in 50 years, there's no one. It's abandoned. Jeez. Like, imagine that. So scary. Like, you want to bring your children. This is the place that I saw. I'm telling you, they're all, they're all wearing gold. It's <laughs> <Right>. shit. <laughs> it's amazing. You go way yeah. out of your way to get there. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> you get there, no, no one's there. No one. It's, oh, it's terrifying. Abandoned. They abandoned so many of those cities. Yeah. You know? Have you ever seen those ruins? I've never gone to I've those. I've seen one. I've, I've yeah. seen, I went to Chichen Itza. Was it cool? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's so uh, it's so complex. Like when you're walking around it and you think about how much like design is involved mm-hmm. and the implementation and where are they getting these rocks from and how are they cutting them and how are yeah. they... Have you ever seen like Chichen Itza, the layout? Yeah. Well, not the whole thing. Like I've seen the pyramid things. Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. And on top of that, there's like these... They had ritual human sacrifice, so they had these uh, like tables uh-huh. where it's like a like a guy's body, Oof. like a, like like he's like the table is almost like he's laid out like looking like this, and the flat part of the body where his like his torso was was stone, and that's where they would kill people. Oh my god! They would kill people on that and cut their fucking hearts ah. out on this thing in front of everybody. Jeez. And then they played soccer. They played like a game. It wasn't soccer, but it was you know like some kind of crazy game. And uh, sometimes they would use a human head. This ah. is part of the speculation that they were kicking this fucking human head around. Jeez, I wonder why it didn't all work out. Yeah, they, there was <laughs> human also human head for soccer. But there's so much, so little about that culture. 
I mean, they the the scholars yeah. know quite a bit in comparison to the regular people. Uh-huh. Regular people don't, but but I mean, even their knowledge of this culture is pr- fairly limited compared to like what we know about, say, like the Greeks or the Romans, right. or something like that. Do you think there are cultures that we just don't even know about that are like under the sea, maybe? Or yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably what all this Amazon stuff. I mean, not Amazon, uh, Atlanta stuff is all about. Uh huh. There's probably there was something that was very, very complex. Right. That was thousands of years ago that was wiped out by asteroids. Right. That's what uh, Randall Carlson believes. Uh-huh. There's actually a theory about it. It's called the Younger Dryas Impact Theory, and it it coincides with the uh, the the very rapid um, end of the ice age. The Ice Age ended very rapidly. Yeah. And it ended somewhere around 12,000-ish years ago. Uh-huh. It's all in that range. And they think that this guy, Randall Carlson, has studied this his whole life. And he, he was a guest pretty recently. Oh, yeah. He's been on multiple times, but he was on pretty recently. And uh-huh. there's all sorts of uh, features in the Earth that you can show that indicate massive amounts of water that had gone through an area in a very short, like millions and millions and millions of gallons of water that's gone through an area in a very short period of time. What would that, that mean? Carved through the landscape of instantaneous melting of the polar ice caps uh, or the uh, rather the ice caps over North America. Right. Yeah, North America during the ice age like more than half of North America, like all of Canada mm-hmm. was covered in a mile high sheet of ice. Wow. And that shit was all wiped out like almost instantaneously. Hmm. Yeah. And By what? Asteroid impacts. Oh. Yeah. And so this is how they can tell because of the this is what's fueled this younger driest impact theory. They've always wondered like what caused the um, extinction of there's a giant percentage of all the megafauna like um, uh, Ameri- there was a North American lion, there's giant mm-hmm. sloth, woolly mammoths. They all died off very quickly right. in this area, and right. they think that. That also has to do with this impact theory, yeah. and that they found at that at that co- when they do ice core samples or you know core samples of the Earth, when they dig down, to, they get to the area around twelve thousand years. What they find is a, a large amount of what's called iridium. Mm-hmm. Iridium is very very rare on Earth, but very common in space, and it, yeah. it most likely indicates that that is the time period where the earth was bombarded right so pummeled and so they think that that has to do with a lot of like the really complex structures that they find in ancient egypt and turkey and a lot of these areas right. that are inexplicably old mm-hmm. for like how how complex they are and so they would always try to attribute them to more recent peoples but this would sort of wrap that up better. Yeah. Is that people at one point in time had reached a very high level of sophistication and they were basically knocked back to the Stone Age for a thousand uh, years or so. Oh, and wow. Civilization rebuilt itself. Jeez. So when they're, when they're cool talking theory. about things, it's a very cool theory. So, but it's very scary because that means that could happen to us. Well, yeah, I know that. You don't have to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, no, that is terrifying. Like, all of a sudden, you're back to sticks and f- yeah. fire. Well, that could happen. You want some of this? God, what is it? Coffee. Oh, yeah. It could happen. Do I you know. you smoke cigars, Tom? I do. Do you want one? I would love one, hey, actually. let's get crazy. That's a great idea. Let's get crazy. That is an awesome idea. I haven't had a cigar in quite some time. Okay. Yeah. Do they uh, come from Cuba? No, um, Nicaragua. Nicaragua. They're um, mm. actually JRE cigars. Look at that. 
Oh, no way. Yeah, there's a, a company called Foundation Cigars. They make awesome cigars. Oh, beautiful. And they uh, made a, a special cigar for us. Oh, they're that's really so good. nice of them. Yeah, they're, they're fucking good, too. That's a beautiful thing. I Thank you. I don't know enough about cigars to like comment on what. Just make it up like the sport thing. Just start saying some stuff. All you have to do is sense that the guy you're talking to knows even less than you do. Thank you. Um, you know, right? Yeah, that, but that's what people do, right? That is the move. That's the uh, World Cup guy move. There's fucks. Thank you. You're welcome. It is a weird thing, though, to want people to think that you're more knowledgeable than you are. I know. It's one thing to think you know something but be wrong. Like, oh, I thought that was right. But another but thing you, is like to pretend that but, you know things. But you know what? Sometimes when you just admit that you don't know stuff, people act like like you like you're like you're not shit. <laughs> like if you were like, oh, so who is that guy that is that guy a good defensive end? Oh, uh, you don't uh, even know. Jesus, fucking idiot. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There is that thing. Like you got to kind of protect yourself at times. Bro, so that would be you me. Bullshit yourself. If I went to a football game with some people, I'd be yeah. like, why'd they stop? Why'd they... <laughs> right. How come they're stopping? What's the whistle? Why yeah. does that guy have a whistle? How about the, the little man with the striped shirt? He just. What if he gets run over? He's out there. <laughs> they're like, what's wrong with you? They're like, oh, I thought you were cool. I thought you were one of us. I remember reading this story. You want to about belong? NBA referees that would shave uh -huh. points. They were they were, oh, they really? were corrupt. Uh, yeah, they yeah the make... one guy, right? Oh, yeah, well, the guys went to jail. Yeah, didn't they, Jamie? You knew about all that stuff, right? Oh yeah. Guys went to jail, didn't they? Yes, he sure did. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Guy. Actually, just as you're saying, this was an NFL player today <clears throat> suspended for a year for betting on NFL games. Oh really? Yeah. Dirty. Wait a minute. Why can't you bet on a game? That you're you, in? You, if you're not in it. There's a lot you could do to uh, manipulate the points when it's one play that can change the game. But well, if you're not in it. But if you're not oh, playing. No, no, yeah, no, that's not. He's in the game. Yeah, okay, but, your, but it, your old roommate from college is is playing. Right, and he could tell you if someone's hurt. Yeah. I think you can bet on the game that you're not in. But why can't you bet on a game that you're in if you're betting to win? Like, uh, we're going to fuck them up. I'm so confident I'm going to bet money. I don't know that that's no. what was happening. But that's Pete Rose, right? I mean, no, Pete Rose bet the other way, though. He did? Yeah, Pete Rose apparently bet the other way. He did. Which is not, I love this I label. Think that's, isn't that dope? This band, rather. I'll get you some of those. I, I think he said he never did. I thought he said he did. I Let's thought, see. yeah, I thought he didn't bet against us. I thought that was like his thing. Like, yeah, no, I thought hey, so I didn't too. bet against us. I, I thought so, too. And then I read an article. Oh, really? Said, uh, contrary to popular belief, Pete Rose bet against his team. Oy. Which is... Oy. Which means... So Barry I mean, Bonds is never going to be in the Hall of Fame. That might not be true. Yeah, no, I'm actually looking up, up with this player, too. It says, a league investigation uncovered no evidence indicating any inside information was used or that any game was compromised in any way. So there was just, no evidence suggesting any awareness by coaches, staff, teammates, or any other players of his betting activity. It took place during a five-day period in late November while he was away from the team and away from the club's facility on the non-football illness list. And he was betting <clears throat> for his team? I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know that part now. It doesn't say. Okay. Find out if Pete Rose bet against his team, because I, I, if not, we're going to have to edit that out. I don't want Pete Rose to be mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm wrong, I mean I could be wrong. I do remember reading that, but yeah. the thing is, I've read shit about me that's not true. So maybe, maybe right. writing things about him that's not true. Yeah, even the thing we're about to look up might not. Yeah, be so true. he <laughs> said in the book he never bet against the Reds. Right, but I thought so. He was but. making bets 
I believe in a way that maybe he had uh he was managing the team so he could have done things to manipulate stuff like by playing a player to oh. win the game real hard tonight fucking up tomorrow's game uh uh-huh. like playing but, a pitcher to get the did, strikes and but did he oh oh I see I see so he fucked the team by betting so he f- he he didn't make strategically wise decisions because he was trying to cover a point spread, and it, that's probably why he got in trouble. I, whether or not that actually happened or was speculation, right. I think that's where I'm like, I don't, I'm I wasn't even alive then. So I don't well, know. that's why betting that's why betting on it. All these questions come up. That's why you can't do it. Would you just look up Pete Rose actually did bet against his team? I, I look some. I'm 100 percent looking quotes from Pete Rose. Quote from right. Dan Patrick's show. I bet on my team every night. I didn't bet on my team four nights a week. I bet on my team to win every night because I loved my team. I believed in my team. I did everything in my power every night to win that game. I so t- the r- r- the story that I read that said that he didn't bet on his team, that he bet against his team, that's horseshit. Probably, but that's well, people. I don't him. know. Yeah, like people don't. I don't think they believe him because they would say, "Of course, you're saying that." Yeah, right. According to him, the problem is I don't know how many gambling junkies you've ever met. Do you know any? Not really. I've known quite a few that have have real problems, and those motherfuckers will come up with any reason at all to gamble, mm-hmm. and they get they're sick. It's like it's like. Do you remember when Kitty Dukakis was drinking aftershave or right. some shit? Yeah, yeah. She was so sick. So she was, she was alcoholic, and she was yeah. so sick that she was drinking like whatever she could find. Yeah, that's a thing with the gamblers. Do you they, think there's? It's a sickness. Do you think that that. How do you feel about gambling being now available to everybody all over the country? I think people need lessons in how to manage their thought process. And I think gambling is exciting. And it's uh, like when I was in Vegas uh, a few months ago with uh, Whitney Cummings. Here's probably. Rose did not bet on the Reds to win in the four games. Here it is. The four that Rose didn't bet on, the Reds were all started by Bill Gullickson. The problem comes when you realize this. If he bet the Reds to win every night, when the four nights he didn't bet on the Reds would send up a gigantic red flag, the gamblers would know that Rose wasn't betting on the Reds, so this may be the right time to bet against them. You might say Rose was still trying to win those games, and yes, maybe he was, but if you take a closer look at the games in question, it becomes even more disturbing. And they have break down each of these games in question. Mm, so, so he yeah. might have bet against his team. It's too many questions. It's just too much, you know. Or just even by not betting, maybe he's paying back a debt to somebody he owed money to. And right. Like, I'll not bet here, but you um, can right. make your money. Right. right, you can make money here. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing. When guys get in into hawk with uh, with loan sharks and shit like that, it oh, gets super it. sketchy. Oh my god! I knew a comic, and this was a, a comic in Boston, and he uh, worked for the mob because there was a, the mob ran one of the clubs in town. Uh-huh. And I say the mob, I mean like legitimate. Like you get paid in coke or cash, up to you. Like, really? These are the, this, this kind of situation, and uh, this guy was a gambling addict, like a hardcore addict, and he was placing bets for these mobsters, but they would make bad bets, uh-huh. stupid bets. And uh, one of the times they won, and it turned out he wasn't really placing the bet because oh. he thought that they were going to lose all the time, oh. so he would just take their money. Oh, no. And so they were you know, gambling a lot of money, and then he didn't have the money. Oh. And then they found out that he wasn't really placing the bet. Oh, what happened to him? 
I don't know. Is he's, he gone? He's alive. He is. He left Boston though. Oh, he had to leave Boston. Oh my God! And then he he he's, that's a movie. He did a bunch of sketchy shit in Vegas too. Like he was a gambling addict, and he lived in Vegas, and he got his next door neighbor to lend him some money. It's just some little old lady, and he fucked her over the money. Jeez. It was like a whole story written about him. It's a sickness. Like a new, it's a sickness. It is. It was a story in a newspaper about him. It's um, it's like being a heroin addict. Yeah. So then so. And we've known that forever. And, you know, you you had to travel to Vegas or you had to travel to Reno or Atlantic City. And now you can just open up your phone right? and anyone can do it. But they have gambling uh, anonymous, gamblers anonymous, where you can learn how to not gamble. Yeah. Just like they have, like, people get addicted to everything, man. You know? I know. They, I... they get addicted to dieting. People get it. That's, that's one of the things that happens to people. They get addicted to, like... There was a guy who died recently, mm. and he was addicted to working out. It, it, more plates, more dates covered this guy. Uh -huh. This guy was, he would sleep like four hours a day. Right. He, he worked out constantly. He maintained like a 5% body fat year-round, and his fucking heart gave out. And he was in his Whoa. 20s. Whoa. He was in his 20s. So this guy is like ripped, looks like he's in phenomenal shape, literally worked himself to death. There was an article in the paper yesterday, I think. Bigrexia? Big, oh, yeah, right. Bigrexia. Right. Sure. The same thing. Like, yeah. young men are getting obsessed. Mm -hmm. It's with body dysmorphia. Putting on, yeah. Yeah, it's right. body dysmorphia. It could be you never feel like you're big enough or you never feel like you're small enough. It's this, It's this basically the same kind of thing that's going on. It's you have a distorted perception of what you look like and you think you look like shit and everybody looks at you like you're like a gorilla. Right. And, they, and he thinks he's a toothpick. He thinks he's, yeah. I guess I have a little of that. I picture myself as um, being really in shape. I don't think that's the same. That's probably healthier. That kind of delusion, when you think you look Delu good. I'm sorry, what? Delusion. Delusion? Delusion. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> when you think you look good, if you think you look good but you look like shit, yeah. that's probably better. Probably better for you, yeah. Because you go through life like, I'm on cloud nine, baby. <laughs> yeah. I got it going on, baby. Let's get some pancakes for the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's one I read. I read a fucking a study that said, I'll send you this, Jamie, and tell me if this is real. Uh, a study that said that women prefer dad bods over ripped bods. It was in the Independent. I believe that. It said, <laughs> I told you this a while ago. You I believe that. For bringing it up. You don't that even have to go into the details. That shit ain't real. <laughs> That's true. That shit ain't real. <laughs> they love a nice no, dad bod. No, women say that because they don't want their husbands to feel bad. <laughs> Survey confirms women prefer dad bods over six packs. Yeah, every Horse. few months it comes out. <laughs> it's such Horse a lie. Horse shit. It is a lie. Horse shit. It is true because my wife will be like, you look good. And I'm like, come on. Am I... You look good. No, see, and then it's she'll, the emphasis on the word good. Yeah. Listen to the difference. Here's the difference. Ready? Hey, you look good. Or you look good. Right, exactly. If she doesn't say then, you look good. You look good. You don't oh. look good. She's just trying to feel you. Not, you don't look like a pile of shit. You're my husband. You look and good. then we watch a movie and then some guy will be on with his shirt off and she'll be like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you All can right, hear her yeah. vagina moistening. <laughs> hey, that's my wife you're talking about. You hear this? <laughs> oh, What's going on over there? No, there is All a of a sudden, big my difference. glasses are steaming. <laughs> <laughs> Did you turn the humidifier uh, on? <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's all different perspectives.
You see pictures, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. see pictures when you're young and an athlete. That's, that's horseshit. They don't prefer a dad bod. That's not true. It is not true. It's not true. No. They, they might say it, but when they're They're alone with their friends, when they're alone with their friends, how'd you fill out the survey? I fucking lied. I don't want to hear it from George. (laughs) I don't want George to think he's gross. He's not gross. He's not gross. But he's not hot. (laughs) I mean, I close my eyes and I pretend my high school boyfriend's fucking me. Oh, it's so sad. Gross. He's a nice man. (laughs) He's a good husband. He works hard. He doesn't have time to work out. He's so good with the kids. He doesn't have time to work out. (laughs) He gets home from the office. He's exhausted. He's so good with the kids. I'd rather him just hang out with us. I don't want him going to the gym. (laughs) I don't mind if he has a dad bond. What workout do I have to do to get rid of uh, love handles? Just got to lose weight. Stop eating all this delicious bread you gave me. <laughs> all right. I'll keep them. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, that thing, uh, you was you were with Cameron with, when you were Cameron doing the, yeah. the kettlebell yes. thing? That looked like my wrist would snap. Well, you got to build up to that. That really, that yeah. under your legs, back up. and It was this end part. Yeah, it's called long. Well, you get, you get used to doing that. It's uh-huh. called the, the move is called the long count. Uh-huh. And sometimes I add a, a body weight squat, to, a, a overhead squat to that too, which is <laughs> yeah. even harder. Yeah. So what that is is it's like two kettlebells in yeah. between your legs, clean, press, and then when I'm feeling really frisky, uh-huh. I go all the way down, squat, and then back up, and then again, clean, press, squat. Yeah, that, you were doing this at the press. end too. You were putting. Yeah, it the back. Kettle, that's what the thing about kettlebells is. You're swinging them, and you're. It's really your you. You get really accustomed to using them, and you know like uh-huh. how to decelerate the bell so it doesn't bang against your forearms. Right, right. But some guys wear like a, a pad on uh-huh. their forearm so that the kettlebell can hit your. I have those. I right. Don't, I don't use them generally, but uh-huh. I do have them. Where yeah. It, it'll hit your forearm because it doesn't doesn't hurt your forearm. Doesn't right. But kettlebells are it's my favorite way to work out because I can you work my whole body out. That's what's great about that. Yeah, is if you do a thing like say if you play tennis or something like that, that translates that kind of strength because you're making your whole body work as a unit instead like, of like curls or something right, like that. Right, just isolating yeah. in that one muscle, yeah. doing that one task. Yeah, that's the only kind of workouts I do most of it, mostly. Uh-huh. I mean, I do some stuff like do, I do dips, which is kind of isolating, and I do chin ups, which is. Mm-hmm. But I, most of the stuff I do is like these compound movements where right. there's a lot of things going on all at once. So, so my body knows how to coordinate weight. I'm uh, I'm doing push ups now. Good for you. Mm. How many did you do in a row? Twenty five, a hundred in total. That's great. So you do like four sets of twenty five. Yeah. Nice. That's a good. That's a good amount. Yeah, think, because what is this? I think this is the article that yeah, this, that's this the came article. from. Right. Majority okay. of people prefer dad, dad bobs to more toned. Read the first, the second paragraph, which describes how they got the data. Okay, as reported by the Guardian, seventy-five percent of single people who took part in the survey conducted by Dating.com were said to prefer so-called dad bod type, a label <laughs> that has been thrown at men who aren't considered to have the athletic beach body that we've all seen in movies. Of those who took the survey and believe themselves to have a dad bod, 45% of them admitted to putting hashtag dad bod in their bios as a way of showing off their proud <laughs> physique. So how many people that took the survey, ha- or, or yeah, dad bods are preferable because I have fucking have one. Like, ha- 
Half? More than half? <laughs> right. That they shouldn't just be for girls. Or right. Like... That should not be for men. <laughs> right. There's no way that should... If people say most people prefer a dad bod, that, that's deceptive. Right. Because you need to ask ladies when no one's around. <laughs> there you go, even too. That being said, 70% of them answered said they've been working out more in the past few months to get in better shape. Well, that's the thing about dad bod. Dad bod gives you... It's not saying I'm, I'm gross and fat. It's saying I'm, I'm athletic, it. but I've got <laughs> like that is the mentality, right? right. It's, I got it's a little not, fat. Yeah, little I fat. was an athlete. I played football thirty years oh, ago. I got a little chub on me. Yeah, yeah. You can't have men ask that, you know? Yeah, like that you <laughs> no. can't. You can't ask men that question. No, right? It's just like here's another one that I found <laughs> because this this one might be even more preposterous because I read this one. I'm like, okay, this is they're grooming people. Um, it was. Uh, it was guys saying that um, they get together with their buddies and they cuddle and oh, sometimes well, kiss. Man bro Straight bromances. men bromances kiss, cuddle, and stand around naked together. Um, no, they don't. Those are gay guys. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being gay. Yeah. But straight, straight men guys. who kiss, cuddle, and stand around naked together are gay. Those are gay guys. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. A strong percentage. Yes. I mean, maybe some of them are like really open-minded and like, I'll kiss you. There's Tom. like three of those. I don't know. I'll kiss you right in the lips yes. after this podcast is over. <laughs> you Pandemic's with, over. <laughs> yeah. With coffee and cigar breath. I'll give you one right in the smacker. But if you want me to go tongue to tongue with you. Oh. Yeah. And you're in another world. You're in another thing. If you were going to stand around naked together, like, why are you standing around naked? Period. Put some clothes on, you fucking savage. All right. So what about. Yeah, put on some pants. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What's this about? So why are all of a sudden these guys having uh, having body issues? Like. Women have been talking about this forever, right? At the in magazines and stuff, and they've been because guys feel left out in the the grind, right? Of of, of fucking being uh, objectified, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, we feel bad too. Hey, we're fucked over as well. <laughs> right. I had a fucking argument with a guy about this once because men do try to find ways where they're victims too, and it's it's so dumb. And this fucking dummy literally said we were talking about like the the plight that men have. And he goes, um, you know, statistically speaking, men actually get raped more than women. I go, yeah, by other men, you fucking idiot. <laughs> right. like, that's the dumbest thing. <laughs> yeah, right. All that means like is women are running around. We're doing so that. gross. We fuck each other. <laughs> right. that's, that's that's all that means. It's like the idea that somehow, uh, oh, we're victims too. <laughs> yeah. Like there's fucking packs of cheerleaders out there raping football players. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not what's going on, man. You just declared that men are even worse than we thought. <laughs> yes, that's what you did. I had a bit about it back in the day. It's it's such. A, but men do like some weak men. Men who don't want to admit that it's fucking hard to be a woman, man. Like, <laughs> right. look, it's so hard. Women make a baby in their body. Mm -hmm. It takes forever, and then they, they, their body, like, gains all this weight. Their vagina gets destroyed as this baby comes out. They have all this healing they have to do afterwards, and, and in internally. many circles. They're expected to work full time. Right. Imagine. Right. Imagine you're raising a child. You got to handle the kid. You got to do, you know, and you're, then you got to leave your kid with someone you fucking barely know. Right. So you can work and you got to compete with men and try to be this like, and you know, still this, menstruating once a month. Oh my god. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. And you know, just imagine, just imagine the resources required to grow a human in your body. Right. 
And imagine there's anything remotely comparable that just, a man has to do outside of war. Just imagine all of the solutions we would have if men if men were the ones doing it. There'd be tanks. There'd be all of these different things. Oh, how many abortions were there be? Oh, my God. If guys got pregnant? Oh God! Yeah, it would be. They would be everywhere. They'd be like Jiffy Lubes. <laughs> they would be everywhere. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. this discussion would be this. This whole national debate and all the moral dilemma about whether or not it's okay to, to have an abortion would go out the fucking out window. the window. Out the window. No, of course. Yeah. Oh, guys are the worst. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a testosterone thing. It's it's a it's also like we have the genetics in us that are the same genetics as people that lived during savage times thousands of years ago. We're the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. We are the exact same version of human beings, pretty much. Yeah. Like if you took a person from 10,000 years ago and you put them in a movie theater mm -hmm. and dressed them up like with a baseball hat on, you, they, you, they would have, they'd they blend look, right in. They'd, look, they'd probably be smaller because right. they didn't have any food back then. Right. But they would be real similar. Yeah. Yeah. Real fucking similar. No, we haven't really changed that much. Very little. Yeah. We just have more access to good food, nutrition, but mm -hmm. genetics, they say, take like 10,000 years to establish like really great changes in, in the genome. Jeez. In terms of like, obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, yeah. saying words. That sound I'm believing like every word of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. No, but, but it does make sense. I, don't I mean, think because. We're much different. No, we're not. I don't think we're much different than people that lived in a time where. Everyone was killing everybody with a hatchet. I know. That's that's what always blows me away. I always think they there's they had to have been so different like my when I just read stories about that or like when you're talking about black elk and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. No, they were they were you and and I yeah. dealing with it. It was the same person, the same yeah. thing, yeah. but dealing with that set of circumstances. Yeah. It's it's bonkers. It's crazy because the, that's one of the th reasons why human beings have so much anxiety. And that's why, one of the reasons why we have so much uh, violence inside of us. It's not because society demands you be violent. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of it is like we just have this leftover code that's in our bodies that is very confused as to why it's in a cubicle. Right, like, right. Why am I in traffic all day? Why am I in a cubicle? Yeah. Like, what, what is, what is, this is, my body has requirements that it's not meeting. No, I know. Living like this. Yeah, it's totally different. And then we're going to go into the metaverse and we're going to mm. do even less. How, how long after uh, Zuckerberg launches the metaverse do you join up? <sighs> couple like a week <laughs> <laughs> i bet it's gonna be so fun i'll That's tell you the what problem no but no dad bods in the metaverse right you're gonna no be dad bods right exactly <laughs> you, everyone's, no gonna gonna be gonna be everyone's gonna be hot the only time a dad bod's gonna be hot is when food becomes like scarce like remember right. the Rubenesque women back right, in the day? right 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 all the hot. paintings of yeah, yeah exactly big old fat ladies it showed were hot. luxury right yes. it showed wealth yes you could you could eat all you wanted just sit around eating grapes <laughs> you're a, a woman of luxury yeah. I don't know the metaverse it sounds exciting and terrifying at the same time dude it's gonna be so fun that's what the problem is gonna be you and I are gonna we're gonna link up on the metaverse you're gonna be still trapped in L A like a fool. And uh, I'll be LA's out here. nice again. I'll be out here in Freedom Town. <laughs> oh, LA's nice. People don't get arrested for anything. It's great. It's awesome. They just break in your house and loot you. Well, there's a lot of crime, sure. <clears throat> oh yeah, what a great thing to have around your whole family. Crime. Well, there's crime everywhere. Here, what is this, Jamie? What are you showing me? Here? This is the new com 
I would call it a competitor to what the metaverse is. Ooh, a viverse. So this so, is augmented reality. Right. So this is what the Vive is showing as what they're calling the Viveverse. Oh. Viveverse. Based around HTC Vive. Okay. I want you to look have. at that. Back that up again. Back that up a little bit. Look at the athlete on the left-hand side. Yeah. See that? Yeah. That's what men want to look like. Nice. That's what women want. Mm -hmm. That's why she's not looking at her body. Notice she's looking at hot men. She's <laughs> running, thinking about getting some gladiator dick. That's what she's thinking. She's thinking, I'm going to get a nice toned butt and I'm going to get that big fucking savage look. Look, look. Oh, look how she shrunk down in the metaverse. Go back and look at that again. Before she did that, look at what she really looks like. And then watch this. Oh, she lost 80 pounds. I liked her before. Yeah, she looks like a little kid now. Yeah, I liked her before. She looked great. Go back to what she looked like. Yeah. yeah she, she looks like a nice cute. looking gal. Yeah. But you could do she's anything. Womanly. Why, you don't even have to be a person. Yeah, but she, she'd lost too much weight. Like, if that was your wife, you'd be like, honey, have a sandwich. Yeah, come on now. Come on, honey. What are you doing? I don't like you this skinny. I don't know. I don't know how... I. I... Well... You look, they're all dancing. They're, you can go to a club. You could do anything. You could fly. Yeah, you're having fun. You can you can do all the stuff. You can buy. Uh, you're a cat. You Grandma can buy stuff. You can, you're a kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a dog. I'd rather be a dog. I'd rather be a dog. I saw uh, the, the pure joy that dogs have. I'm going to send you this, Jamie. This is uh, this made this is like the funniest thing that I saw, or the happiest thing that that I saw today. It, it made me. This is why. I mean, there's a lot of reason why I love dogs. But of course, this is uh, this is one of them. I'm going to send you this, Jamie. I had a good post of these three dogs taking a picture. I reposted from somebody. Did you see that? Did you see that? Uh, I don't know if it, it wasn't an elk. It looked like an elk. It looked like a smaller on um, what is the uh, nature is metal running down the mountain. Oh, that was a chamois. Holy chamois. cow! Yeah, yeah. That they live in the mountain. Watch this. Watch My this dog. God. She lets his dog out. Check this out. <laughs> right, <laughs> his dog. She lets the dog out. Give me the volume because you can hear it. Watch this dog. Pile of leaves. Look at this dog. <laughs> that dog is so, so happy so he knows happy. exactly what's gonna happen by the way when i used to take marshall running in the hills when i lived in california yeah. that's i would let him out of the truck he would immediately just start just running take off he loved it he was so happy oh my god but look at this dog just just leap <laughs> that's, that's so a joy it's so happy that's, that's like dogs play i know i mean cats play too right my, but, my have a black lab and she just wants oh, to play the best. 24 hours a day and i feel so bad when we when you're just late and you're just sitting around and she's like gets a thing in, in her mouth like let's go yeah and it's like <sighs> labs are the best they're so nice so nice i have a golden retriever but he's he's you know it's the same thing they're, yeah they're, they're they're both super super sweet dogs. so emotional and oh, yeah. smart sweet so sweet what's fucked is people turn them into that like all these dogs mm -hmm. at one point in time you go down the genetic history they used to be wolves yeah there used to be a yeah. wolf that came near the fire, and we gave him some food, and then right. they eventually domesticated them, and then they turned them into poodles. Yeah. I mean, that that is what... I don't know how the fuck they did it, and we, <laughs> I know. we, we really don't know. A lot of inbreeding, and we, ha we also have a pug, and that is oh, not boy. really a dog. <laughs> They're the most inbred, right? Or whatever they oh, are. Oh, my God. Overbred. You know, it's so funny when... He's funny looking to begin with, and then if we're sitting outside in the sun, you know, you, you can see all, like, everything. Mm -hmm. It's like... You're a mess. His like little nose goes off to the side. His jaw is kind of weird. Well, if you think They're about lovable, it, but man, this is what's happening to humans. 
Yeah. I mean, this is why the conversation about a dad bod is even happening. Mm -hmm. It's because at one point in time, there wouldn't be any thought about it. Like, you want a Viking. Viking is going to survive the war. Right. You know, you don't want... but we don't need that anymore. Yeah. Now you go to the metaverse. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you sit around. Right. Yeah. Look at that little fella. Yeah. Hey. Look, look at little Frank. Hey, look at little fella. <laughs> that one point in time. If that's you follow, my dog. If you follow that. Th- is that your dog? Your that's my dog? Frank. That's yeah. Frank? Oh, yeah, that's Frank. He's a little cutie. Yeah, he's so cute. If you cute. follow that dog's genetics, you go all the way back, you, you find a wolf. I mean, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago? Right, right. That, that was a wolf. Yeah. And somehow or another, they turned it into a little tiny flat in the face <laughs> yeah. little thing that can't yeah. feed itself. No. And they literally bred those dogs to cuddle with the humans. Mm-hmm. The, the emperors used to have these big sleeves and they would be inside them and cuddle them. And, and that's what he is. Like if you watch TV, he just, who's ever there, it's not, it's just whatever warm human being, he yeah. climbs up and just lays on you. Yeah. And it's just, and you can't get up. <laughs> Remember when your kids were really little and they would just lay on you? You couldn't mm-hmm. even reach your phone because you didn't want to disturb them. It was so yeah. peaceful and warm and beautiful. Yeah. That's what the bug does. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Except he's snoring and slobbering at the same time. There's no need for them to be ferocious. There's no need for mm-hmm. them to have strong jaws that can crush bones anymore. No. So they, they slowly turned into what... Right. And that's what's happening to people. Yeah. That's what's happening to humans. We, yeah. We used to be, you know, like Neanderthals were like 5'5", five, five, 200 pounds, solid muscle, <laughs> right. dense bones, thick heads. Yeah. Uh, and then they we slowly became... You know, what yeah. you see now, these right. sort of doughy things that break their <laughs> hips when they fall down. Remember Wally? You remember the that movie? animated film? Yeah. yeah. I don't was, think I saw that. It was I think good. I saw a part of it, and I don't think I saw the Jeff whole Garland thing. was the, like, the lead voice of the, mm. of the guy, and they were just in these, they were like baby people. They, oh. all, they were just all chubby, and they were like in these little walkers, and they just laid there, and they had iPad kind of things around them. We are moving in that direction. They weren't that far off. <laughs> the only thing that could save us is Putin. Oh. Putin in this war. Oh, oh yeah, there they are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's us. Big sodas glide around. Humans are going in that direction. That's for damn sure. Yeah, just soft mush balls. And denying that that's unhealthy. That's what's really crazy. Yeah. This, like, the whole body acceptance movement and fat phobia, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. It's so crazy. It's like... Like, here we are doing something unhealthy, but awesome, smoking cigars, right? It's really good, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I love it. If we were smoking cigarettes or smoking all day, uh-huh. you know, it'd be foolish for anybody to try to pretend that that's not bad for you. Right. It's bad for you. Yeah, it's I mean, terrible. this is, like, marginally bad for you because it's you're not inhaling, you take a little, but you have a couple of cigarettes, those are not good for you. Nope. You have a pack of cigarettes, that's not good for you. You have a pack a day, like, ooh, Oof. you got a problem, Mike. Yeah. Like, how many years do you think you can do- go doing that? No, I know. You know? I have a friend of mine uh, who, he says that he would just smoke a couple a day and just had a heart attack. And that was the first question. How old was he? Uh, he's probably 65. Does he drink too? No, I don't think he's a drinker. <clears throat> Overweight? No, dad bod. Yeah, like a well, little. Sometimes sixty-five-year-olds have heart attacks. So they're not taking care of themselves. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He does not. He's doesn't work out or do anything like that. But your body slowly deteriorates. Yeah, it yeah. atrophies. Of course, you know, it atrophies. If you could see yeah. like a time lapse of what you used to look like mm-hmm. 
over like the course of like when you're 18 years old and full of piss and vinegar and yeah, then oh my God. slowly watch your body like expand your shoulders shrink and, <laughs> I know. and you shrink yeah your body shrinks too yeah I know. you know old people shrink i'm shrinking yeah. yeah i'm shorter than i used to be you are yeah my my discs are less uh there's less stuff meat between them in between my discs i have like i have some they're way less significant now than they were before because uh, I've taken care of it and mm -hmm. done like a lot of uh, therapies for them and regenerating and stem cells and I do uh, spinal decompression to because that's what like um, uh -huh. um, like sciatica is like a lot of what sciatica is is your disc is protruding because it's compressing and uh -huh. your disc is pushing against the nerves and you get that pain that goes down your leg. Aye, aye, aye. That's what that is. That's your, your, your discs. So that shrinks you. Right. Like as those discs compress, mm -hmm. that disc like makes your space in between the two spinal columns. Aye, aye, aye. And as you see old people when they start to shrivel up like that, that's what's going on is that all the disc material, it's posture and it's also they, they lack the strength in their back and the strength in their, you know, their core to support themselves in a yeah. straight posture. Yeah. But when you see that slump, that's what's going on, man, is the disc is shrinking and it creates all this arthritis and pain. Doesn't and it feel like tech, like we sh the medical advancement, like we should be able to be getting out of this stuff? Well, they kind of can, soon. but it's tricky. Like I was just talking to Michael Bisping, who was a uh, former UFC middleweight champion who was on the podcast uh, last week, and he has a, a artificial disc in his neck. Yeah. And that's because his discs compressed to the point where it was kind of like bone on bone. Oof. And it was fucked, so they had to put in a new disc. So that <clears throat> brings your neck back to kind of a normal size. But then the problem is that's one disc, and the discs above and uh -huh. below start getting fucked. Oh and my then, God. so he's about to get two new discs above and below that one. Jeez, so then you're now you're chasing it. Yeah, my friend Eddie, he, he Eddie Bravo, he got one in his lower back. Right, and he gained an inch in height from it. Yeah, a friend of mine. To, like they have to like separate your discs and they shoved it because he was basically bone on bone. So in he was lower in pain, back, in pain all the time. Yeah, constant agony. But the thing is, like that that thing sometimes, even though they do that and it's better. Yeah. Sometimes you still have pain. Yeah. My buddy just had it done, and uh, he's very active. And I don't know if they fused it or they put one in, like you're saying, but he couldn't believe that he had been living with pain for as long as he was. Like the difference was so great. Oh, that's awesome! That, yeah, that's a great like, story. Yeah, when great that happens, story. that's awesome. Yeah, but it doesn't always happen. Even his daughter was like, "You're less cranky." Mm. <laughs> like he didn't. He was just dealing with it. Does he? Is he athletic? Yeah, he is. It's very and active. Can, and they have like these uh, titanium discs that are articulating. Michael Bisping, by the way, also has two artificial knees. Whoa. And he's in his 40s. All bionic. And he looks very fit. If you looked at him, you would, you would never think there's anything wrong with him. But he's, his neck is in constant pain. His knees are like, he, they take the top of your femur and the top of your tibia, your shin bone. They, they saw it off and screw this cap in place. And, amazing. And, he, and he, he was tapping it on the microphone. Yeah. And he'd go click, 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 click. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. we know so many people who've like gotten new hips. And I oh, said yeah. to my wife, like, how amazing a world where you can do that. Like, yeah. everyone, all these people walking around with new hips and able to like live their lives. Not just live their lives. My friend John Wayne Parr, <clears throat> he's a multiple time world Muay Thai champion. He got a fake hip and now he's fighting again. Wow. Like he got it fixed. Yeah. And now he went back. Pull up John Wayne Parr on Instagram. There's videos of him kicking the pads. And by the way, he's kicking with his left leg. His left leg is the one that's fucked. And so he, the guy's holding the pads, and he's like, ah, bang, ah, bang. 
He's kicking with like they saw your fucking leg <laughs> and they put a screw that goes down into the bone and then you have a new like ball and socket. You're a robot type deal. <laughs> right. It's crazy because when he told me he was gonna get it done, I was like, Oh, I felt so bad because here's a guy that's this warrior that's like world renowned. Like when I met him, it was like I was so thrilled to meet him. I'm like yeah. this John Wayne Parr. Right. I've seen right. him fight so many times. Now, this is him, he's kicking the bag. So I think he's going to kick this Jeez. bag. I'm going to see if he kicks it with How his How old is he leg. there, Joe? He's in his 40s. So this is he's kicking with his opposite leg. That's, right. his, that's his right leg. But there's videos of him kicking with the left leg. See, the, the left leg is the one that he had operated on. That's him there kicking with the left leg. Bam. Oof. So that leg that he's kicking with, he's demonstrating some, some techniques. Wow. And uh, that left leg, he has an artificial hip, man. And oh look how God. fucking hard he's kicking. <laughs> yeah. Give me some God. volume so you can hear it's this. It's like he's 18. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's that sound. I mean, that motherfucker, yeah. you don't want to catch that on the chops. No, that'll he, take out he, your ribs. He's doing this with a fucking fake, a <laughs> fake hip. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Good Isn't Lord. that amazing? That is amazing. At that fucking age? Incredible. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I have friends at that age that do not... Bro, he's 10 <laughs> years younger than me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's what's fucked. He's 10 years younger than me. God. And I don't I don't have those problems yet. But is there a is there a a main supplement that you would take as a as a anti-aging thing? Yeah, well, there's no main. There's many, 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 many things you should take. Right. When you get older. Like um, <clears throat> hormones are a big one. Hormone replacement is a big one, like replacing your testosterone. I had a lot of friends who used to make fun of me for taking testosterone back in the day, and they're usually younger than me. And I'm like, now they're thinking about it. I'm like, ha ha, told you, bitch. I'm like, what do you want to do? Do you want to live your life where you don't have energy? Or do, like, I had a conversation um, about it with a friend of mine, and he was like, well, why? Why do you take it? I go because I want my body to work better. Uh huh. Like when you're younger and you have t hormones, your body yeah. heals better and it works better. It's really that simple. Right. It's really that simple. Like you can say, is is vanity involved? Of course. I like looking good. Right. Yes. Who who likes looking like shit? Yeah. Try. You can pretend you like it, but it's probably because you're trying to make an excuse for why you don't put in the effort to look good. But at the end of the day, your body doesn't perform as well without the proper hormones right and you get to a certain point in your life as you get older and older and older like yeah. where your body so my thought was like nip that shit in the bud early mm -hmm. where the I'm on the decline and my doctor is like this is what you do you just take a little bit a tiny amount like every three days uh -huh. you take I take a tiny amount and it just raises you back up and it raises you up to a healthy level you don't want right. to have a lot where you get too much where yeah. your body doesn't work work pop properly but now it's mainstream. It's normal. So right. many men that I know that you would never guess are supplementing their testosterone. Yeah, and it's just to feel better. It's just to, to feel, feel better. It wards off injury. It wards off sickness. It makes right. your immune system function better. What is the thing, like if you had something in you, like a, a precancerous something or other, that... It, that's growth hormone. That's growth the, hormone. <clears throat> that it accelerates yeah. the bad stuff as well. Yes, as, as much as the good. I, I take peptides for growth. What what peptides do is that makes your body produce growth hormone. Mm -hmm. It makes it produce it at a higher level, which uh, facilitates uh, healing and recovery better. But that's another thing. Oh, you got to make sure you don't take too much. You gotta, right. It's it's a balancing. Like bodybuilders take crazy amounts. Right. You know and. 
that's not that's not safe. No. At a certain point in time, you're running the risk of something growing inside you. Right. But it's also manipulating your diet, making sure that you don't take in foods that are inflammatory. And mm-hmm. one of the things that when I switched over to this diet where I basically eat just meat and fruit, I lost weight, I felt slimmer, and I, I stopped having joint pain, which was kind of yeah. crazy. You know what's weird? Uh, I After I... I fell on the ice, which sounds so old to begin with, but I slipped on the ice and, you know, it's been, it's been messed up. I felt whatever. I had pizza. We went, we had pizza. I ate like a bunch. it? I was in so much pain after eating pizza. Yeah, it's in flames. Right. In flames. It's in flame. Those foods are delicious. But yeah. I fucking love pizza. Yeah, of course. But you felt the impact of it. Yeah. But but when I was young- when I was young, I used to love coming home from jujitsu and eating a whole pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'll get a giant pizza, pepperoni, and mushrooms, oh. and I would crush an entire pizza while I was watching TV. I was like, "Fuck it, I, I just did an hour and a half of jujitsu. <laughs> right? I could eat this pizza. I could eat this damn pizza." You know, so hormone. Yeah, because I went for a physical, and uh, I hope this isn't too boring. But I went for a physical, and he was like, uh, "Your testosterone levels are fine," and I was like. I bet he's saying that it's like when your wife for says, my you age. Look good. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> for your age, for someone who's dying, that's yeah. a pretty good uh, but yeah. it's not the the level it's not you want. Optimum. Right. If you changed it, if you started uh, adding to your testosterone, you'd feel a lot better. It's everyone that I know that does it. They all right. call me up and go, "Oh my god, I feel so much better." Can I get it on Amazon? No. <laughs> you can get some stuff on Amazon that supposedly stimulates your body's production of testosterone. Uh-huh. One thing that does work, there's a thing that's a plant-based compound called terkesterone. Uh-huh. And uh, this is, I found out from the same guy, Derek, from uh, More Plates, More Dates. Oh, you didn't pull up that video of that guy that um, died from overworking out. Oh, God, this yeah. Is, this is, we're talking about people that have sicknesses. Yeah. Like any kind of like mental sickness yeah whether it's gambling or alcohol whatever yeah well it's a a lot of it is the same thing it's like people fixate on Mm -hmm. a thing yeah and uh, so this is the guy this is how his name was scott murray that kid so yeah and so he was they said he had mental health issues already yeah and then see if you can find what he looked like um but he did not eat much he tried to keep his body mass very, very lean, and uh, he worked out so hard that he literally wound up dying. Oh, he was sick. See if they have um, any, any images terrible. of what he looked like when he was in like full. That's why I didn't pull it up earlier. Oh, uh, they didn't have any images yeah. of it. Right. See, like Scott Murray. Pull up Scott Murray um, physique. Sad. Pull up Scott Murray physique because he was fucking shredded. This guy was carrying around a very low percentage of body fat all year long. And mm. it's just, there's an image of him there. Fitness trainer and YouTube, go, go back so I can read that. Fitness trainer and YouTube diet planner Scott Murray passed away. So this is what he started at and that's what he became while he was on YouTube. So look at the difference wow. in the two images. Jeez. It says his death was brought on by an eating disorder and excessive exercise. Jeez, that's Yeah, sad. so you can... You can literally work yourself to death. Yeah, of you course. Know? We of always course. hear that about people that, but, like, they work sixteen hours a day. They're constantly stressed out, and they have a heart attack and die. That's that's kind that's of the, common. Yeah, kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. vein of things. Yeah, your brain, your brain just starts going off in a weird direction. It's, it's hard. So, to, it's, 
it's hard to know when to chill. Yeah. You know, and yeah. when you're a person that's like obsessive and you're trying to accomplish something, mm-hmm. and if you're in a competitive business and you're you're in that and you're you're you know you're putting in all the hours in the office or yeah, bodybuilding or whatever the fuck it is, like yeah. people get crazy. Look at the difference here. See, he maintained around five percent body fat year round, mm. natural, and was burning roughly five thousand five hundred <laughs> calories per day. His my workouts god. would typically burn around fourteen hundred calories. Oh my god, that is incredible! That's a lot. That's so much. Yeah, he just got obsessed with getting jacked. Did you see that doc of the Mister um, Olympia, the guy who had the most Mister Olympias? Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman was it Ronnie Coleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronnie's been on the podcast. Yeah, he's he's fucked. His uh, unfortunately, can't his, his body is. Yeah, amazing. when he was on the podcast, he came in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah, that's and what they were showing. And he was such a sweet, he's beautiful the person. Guy ever. Yeah. yeah, that's what he. Lo- he still looks good. I mean, he's still like fucking strong as shit. But God. he. he that, and by the way, back surgeries. Right. His his whole back is fused. Oh. He's had multi. I think he's had nine discs fused. It was, look at what he looked like when he was in his prime. God. My God. Ronnie Coleman's a legend and nicest guy I, you ever could meet. That's what the, came through in the doc. He was just like, the, look at that fucking size him. of him. Look at that picture. Oh, my God. God. Look at that bicep. Bro, he was unstoppable. When he was on top, he was unstoppable. Unstoppable. God. But he's so dedicated that he kind of destroyed his body. Right. Because Ronnie, unlike a lot of these Mr. Olympias, yeah. he used to lift heavy, heavy weights. Right. Um, and that's what hurt him. And uh, by the way, he said on the podcast when he blew his back out, uh-huh. he, he finished the set. Like really? He, he, his back, he was in agony, but he was so tough, he's like, fuck that, God. I'm gonna keep going. Like, look, look at the at weight on weight. that. Look at the weight. Yeah, that's Ronnie Coleman, man. He was, I mean, listen, you only get to be a legend in that sport, yeah. like to be that big by being a fucking fanatic. So how did Arnold balance it? Because Arnold looks like he's doing great. He's pr- doing fairly well, comparatively. He can walk around and yeah. do stuff, un- unlike Lee, but, I mean, but yeah, or uh, but Ronnie rather. Uh, I don't think Lee Haney's in problem. But Lee Haney was another guy that was built like that too. But Dorian Yates is a great example. He's a guy that was on this podcast, and he has quite a few injuries. Like his shoulders are kind of fucked up and everything like that. But he does, concentrates on cardiovascular fitness now. He's, uh-huh. He smokes a lot of weed. Right. He was very chill. Yeah. And Dorian, like that's what he looks like now. So he still oh, yeah, looks good. I him. He looks good. He's he. Yeah. But he has like. He can move around good. That was how big he was back then. Right. That's him next to uh, Ronnie Coleman. God, they're both. Look at those. Look at those. It's preposterous. It looks like those turkeys when they uh, <laughs> they get too big on the breasts when they try and get the breast going. <laughs> or those cows when they yeah. take the myostatin inhibitors. Oh my God. Look at the look at that back. Man, Insane. oh man. But Dorian is very healthy now. He's got a great attitude about oh, it. Oh, that's good. He doesn't like. Was Dorian was a, the? I'm sorry. Was Dorian the one who? Couldn't beat Coleman all those years. No, no, he was a multiple champion. I, mean, I don't know what. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. What happened when him and did him? Did they compete against each other? There was there was one guy who was like it was he Coleman just kept edging him out in the dock. Well, I'm sure there's probably quite a few. Yeah. Coleman was the fucking man. Yeah. But Dorian was a multiple time champion. Yeah. I think there was a different era. I think. The Shadow versus the King, ninety three, ninety nine. Oh yeah, he was before. Mm, there it is. Jeez Louise. I don't know. Um, I would have to go into the history yeah, of it, but yeah. they're both former Mr. Olympias and they're both legends. And legends. Dorian was known as being like one of the most, ma- for his time, uh-huh. one of the most massive guys anybody had ever seen. God, look at those 
thighs. Yeah. God. Crazy. How Amazing. Big. 1997, Ronnie was in 2005. So Ronnie came afterwards. Look at the size of Ronnie. Look All at right. the size of him. All right, I'm going to get some uh, testosterone. You're going to need a lot more than that, bro. <laughs> this is the, this is the only way you get that big is incredible amounts of work and yeah. incredible amounts of steroids. Yeah. You, you don't, like, that's a it's sport. All steroids, That's yeah. a sport where there are natural bodybuilders and they look really good. Right. There's natural bodybuilders. Right. They, they really do exist. And they look great. Right. They look a lot better than me. And they don't do anything. They just eat well and work out. All but they, natural. They never look like Ronnie Coleman. No. No. And Ronnie was like a gifted, genetically gifted guy who openly admitted he said he couldn't compete with the guys who did steroids. So he didn't do steroids, I think he said, until he was 30. Right. And then when he was 30, or, some, or I forget what age it was, yeah. but then when he started doing steroids, then he, he hit his leg right. legendary form. Right. They're all natural. Oh, those are natural guys. Jeez. I mean, I don't know if they all are, but just I typed yeah, it in. That's yeah. It's but... possible to like that guy with the board shorts right there, uh -huh. the colorful board shorts. Yeah. Click on that one, Jamie. That is possible to achieve. Right. That's that's possible to achieve naturally. I mean, that guy must work out incredibly hard, diets well. That's natural. Oh God. That's like that guy probably is fanatical in his fitness, fanatical and his, his diet. But the difference between him and a guy like Dorian Yates is yeah. pretty significant yeah like look at now go to dorian yates like look at this difference the difference look at that black and white picture of dorian down there uh -huh. below, on the far right jamie where are my fingers yeah next to that look at that <laughs> oh god what the fuck dude but are they funny ah, he's actually funny <laughs> dorian's a fun guy yeah i i really enjoyed having him on the podcast i would imagine whenever i know someone as i enjoy talking to someone that is just achieved insane levels of accomplishment in anything. Oh my God, Whether yeah. it's software design or fucking- They're so impressive. Yeah. People who can do- They're inspirational. And, but you gotta, like, what, is there a time where you can't do that anymore? Is there, is there a, like, yeah. how long can you compete at yeah. a certain, like, level of RPMs before your brain or your body just goes yeah. bang? Just, yeah, there's a limit. Yeah. It's amazing. So like I said, 25 push-ups, you know, at a pop. 25's good. It's good. That's good. Well, well you, you know why? How many because often you, do you do it? Because you look at you look at every day. You do 100 push-ups a day? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Really? That's very good, dude. Thanks, man. That's very good. But it's like the least you could do. That's not the least you could do. You do one. <laughs> it's pretty much the least you could one do. One is the least you could do. Yeah, but, you know, you flail on those kettlebells, and it's like you but, just feel it. You could start, you're just feeling like I, I was at the... I've said this before, but you're at the pool and you see these guys walk around, the dad bod guys, they got nothing left that's just like, you when know, I over see, their shoulders. When I see guys' it's, shoulders and it's just kind of like bone. Yes. And and and, and, and skin. Arm, and I, I always think, oh my God, you're going to get hurt. Right. Like, oh, that I, guy's going to open up a mayonnaise jar I and know. blow out his rotator cuff. <laughs> I know. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be that. Have you ever thought thing. about hiring a trainer? No. I can get you one if you want one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I Do know I have a to lot go of somewhere? guys. Um, Let me get the hormones so I'm motivated enough to go. <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh, weights at your house? Do you I have do. Anything? I have dumbbells. At, I have dumbbells oh, okay. in the and the bike. Someone could come to your house and just with dumbbells give you a phenomenal workout. Just body weight and dumbbells. Really? Yeah, just commit to doing it two times a week. Yeah? Yeah. And then, you know, ramp it up. 
Ramp right. it up to three times a week. Right, and then, right. You know, you make sure you have recovery time. You know, you do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right, right. And then you'll you'll see improvements for sure. You know, what's hard is the road when you're on the road. It's so yes. hard. I am always like, I'm, no, this week I'm gonna do it. Mm. And you're on the road, and it's like I'll my go to is yoga when I'm on the road. I'll do yoga in the room. It's 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 hard. Yoga in the room's good. Um, uh, if you go to a class, it's better. Oh, of course. Yeah, if you can force yourself to go Those to a class. Those little adjustments that they just come mm-hmm. over to you, just, yep. it yep. makes all the difference. Yeah, and it's also like you you have to keep up with the pace of the class. Yeah. You can't just fuck off and right. take a shit. And <laughs> <laughs> You're in that class, man. You're locked in yeah. for 90 minutes with your little bottle of water, and you got to make that water last. I know. Yeah. No, it's a big difference. Well, now that we're coming out of the pandemic, yeah. you go to classes again. I can't believe you never caught COVID. That's amazing. Never caught it. That's incredible. And especially with this Omicron. I know. Everybody caught that. And I was touring heavy. You mm. know, I've been out. Yeah. And at a certain point, I was like, I'm just going to sign books. Like, depending on where I would go, if the audience didn't have to wear a mask, if that city and that theater was saying, and I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do Good it. for you. And for uh, you. yeah, I never caught it. Well, you know what? If you have the right protocol in place into how to take care of yourself once if you did get sick, if you were ready for it, yeah. you, you could be okay. It's just, you know, you're you're a relatively young, healthy guy and and, I, and you're vaccinated and right. you know, you're out there. I was vaxxed and boosted and my have my my little baggies in my backpack. Vitamins. Yeah, with mm-hmm. all the zinc and the stuff. and That made a big difference, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's one of the things that they said about vitamin D in particular. Yeah. Was that some ungodly number at one point in time, I think it was like in the high 70s, I think it was like 78% of the people that were in the ICU with COVID had insufficient levels of vitamin D. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a big, it's a, it's a big factor with your immune system, vitamin D, because it's not, re- they call it a vitamin, but it's really a hormone. Oh. Yeah, that's Rhonda Patrick, Dr. Rhonda Patrick was explaining it to me. She's like, they really, they shouldn't even call it a vitamin because it's really like a hormone that you get from the sun. Right. My friend Kira Sultanovich, you know, Kira, she um, was saying, I've got to take, you got to take it with K, K2. Mm. Yeah, it helps absorption. Yeah. 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 She was like, don't just take it on its own. So then I I changed it to that. Yeah. It's it's like if you take zinc, you're supposed to take zinc with quercetin or curcumin or mm. you know some kind of an ionophore right but it, to have someone who can like go over your blood work and look at your nutrient levels mm-hmm. and make sure you're taking the right stuff so it's so beneficial because you think about like your expertise in comedy mm-hmm. now if you had someone who was just starting out and they were doing everything all wrong you'd be like ah, don't yeah. headline right away right <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah you know, don't do that joke <laughs> yeah you, exactly you would be able to talk to them and yeah. tell them like what how to do comedy yeah That's, they can do that with how to eat right they can do that with how to exercise right right it's always worth like bringing in an expert a yeah real for sure expert yeah know? no you're right because I've had a bunch of workouts with like real high level fitness trainers, and I, I work out here in town with uh, my friend John Wolf, who's the head trainer at the Onnit Gym. Uh-huh. I work out with him all the time. Yeah, it's, it helps a lot. It, it helps, does help. Yeah, it helps so much, man. To because he'll make me do like mobility exercises and shit. Right. that I don't really want to do. And, uh, <laughs> right. You yeah, know. you get into your own pattern. You're doing something that's better than not doing anything. Yeah. But having someone else just be like. Uh, mm-hmm. change this. You're like, oh, right, I feel this now. <laughs> also, to make someone who does things on their t- 
time. Like you, you don't, you want a certain amount of rest in between. They only give you mm-hmm. the rest they think you need. Right. And get back at it. Right. Right. And they're trying to build <laughs> you up, whereas you're just trying to like maintain a comfort level while you're at the gym. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know. People, yeah. See people fucking around with their phone. Yeah. And talking Reading the to paper their on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> and know. having some reason to fuck off with a buddy. You know, yeah. Like laugh and joke right, around. Right. Right. You really should be doing another set. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, that's good. It's, it's also the thing about going to a gym that's great is the culture of the people there like especially on it gym is great because mm-hmm. everyone there is trying to better themselves so when you are there right. and you see all these like super fit people that are working out hard and trying to better themselves yeah like, you get into this mindset and then the momentum of that kind of carries on in your life it's yeah nice that is a good thing oh my god it's i'm so on nice. the bike i just have frank the pug walking by like it's okay too though <laughs> listen that's fucking way better than not doing it yeah for sure for sure it's, it's all about you know just like what how much time do you have for that how much energy do you have for that you don't want to overdo it where it takes away from other things that you do no of course like but, that that fucking guy that died no I mean, yeah he obviously went too far he was going crazy you don't want to go crazy it actually in the right dose stay, staves off the crazy oh yeah <laughs> i i mean you know during the pandemic it was like if i didn't work out it was like you're a different guy after oh two days you know it's so good for anxiety oh my god it feels so much better yeah my friends who have anxiety who don't exercise i'm like man it's like you're not taking your medicine yeah, right exactly <sighs> yeah it's, it's just you can help yourself you'd you be in really the can. shittiest worst oh mood and then you do it and you're like what was what, what was i complaining about exactly <laughs> what what didn't i like and like you you have a lot more empathy for people after you do that too which is interesting patience for people yeah empathy yeah you're right you know what, why what, is that why i think a lot of our reactions to other people are based on how we feel internally like uh-huh. physically how you feel you know like i think we carry around a lot of stress whether we realize it or not yeah i feel way better when i stretch like um, even if I'm not, not going to work out, just a long stretching session, I feel better. Totally, because you're carrying around less tension. You right. re- you're alleviating tension in your body that alleviates it in your mind. Yeah, and you just feel better. That's the yoga key, right? Mm. You oh, come yeah. out of there, you're like blissed out. Oh my god, you're so much more compassionate towards people when, yeah. you, when you do yoga. Yeah, so good. It's great. So uh, Duncan is coming back to L.A. Is he? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on that. <laughs> he said he was. When did you talk to him? Um, we started doing this podcast together. When did you just start doing this? Uh, like a couple months ago. Yeah. We haven't released it yet. We we're just like we just love each other. Like we never really hung out, He's and we're the just best. I just love talking to him so much. So we just been talking. He said uh, we're like, what should we should we do this? Like because we have so much fun. We're like, you want to do something together like this? And he's like. I'm moving back, man. I'm coming. He was coming here too, so yeah. I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, I'm coming to Austin, man. Man, I'm no man. I miss it. Last time we did a podcast together, I was sitting in that seat. He sat in this seat, and he wore a ghillie suit, and I wore a wig. No, no, no. We both wore wigs, right? What did we? We burned candles. We had candles all over the table. <laughs> He's so crazy. I don't know. Did we He's take great. mushrooms? Did we take mushrooms? Really? I don't think we took mushrooms. But we we were baked out of our fucking minds. (laughs) He's he's one of my favorite people to hang out with because he's so uniquely Duncan. So much so. Yeah. And it just feels like, uh, yeah, just talking to him is just great. He's the best. He's such a sweet person, too. Like, genuinely nice, 
You're going to see Joe. Give that werewolf yeah. a kiss for me. <laughs> Give that werewolf a kiss. <laughs> we, we have a new version of the werewolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do? Yeah, we got a new one. Patrick McGee, who's the guy who made the first werewolf. Is that still in L.A.? Yeah, but we're going back to get that too, uh, soon, too. Um, but he sent me... I'm going to send you these, Jamie, because they're fucking sweet. <laughs> um, but he changed this new one where he does it the old one had uh some of it was yak hair oh, and man. some of it was like this artificial <laughs> hair and then the new one he's using all yak hair and because i had rick baker on the podcast uh-huh. where rick baker's the guy who uh, did all the special effects for the american werewolf in london and uh, he created the first werewolf right he um criticized my werewolf said it's too large Oh, really? Yes. He said uh, in the film it was uh, smaller than that because it was more like the size of a person. Like uh-huh. The person became a wolf, oh. which made sense. Right. So he this, wouldn't... this is our new one. Oh, wow. Come on, bro. <laughs> oh, that is he, fierce. He fi- look at the claws. <laughs> that is fierce. Look at his fangs. Yeah, he fine-tuned it. So Pat oh McGee, who's... Patrick McGee does like high-level special effects for films. That is insane. Yeah, the old one was awesome, but this one is awesomer. Like, look at the difference in, like, the muscles. Yeah. Look at the muscles in this thing and the hair. So it's all yak hair now. So he's not using the synthetic hair anymore. Wow. He did the whole thing in animal hair. It looks twice as scary. Yeah, and he brought it it down to the size. So it's, like, you know, a little bigger than me, probably. And it's... uh, Yeah, you could see that it was human. Yeah. Right? Like his back. Like his back. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What an artist. Oh, he's so good, man. He does a, a lot of stuff for films. He does a lot of stuff for monster movies. And he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah this, this is McGee's special effects page. Look at his stuff, man. Jeez. He's incredible. Look at those eyes. I mean, that's, a, oh. like, that's Patrick right there. And he's a, a big giant dude, too. When I met him, I was like, holy shit, he's like oh, six yeah? foot six. He's wow. huge. He's like, a, he was a basketball player, and he decided to get into special effects. Like, really? Yeah. Look at that fucking thing. Oh, man. it's scary. Because you, you expect <laughs> that someone who did this would be like sort of a nerdy introvert. Yeah. He's like a big athlete. Like, look at his work. It's amazing. Wild stuff, right? Holy cow. Isn't that wild? Amazing. Yeah. And uh, what is it? McGee FX on uh, wow. Instagram. You can check out all this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, I got to look him up. But he's one of those guys, like, look at that. That's his Bigfoot. Oof. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> is that dope? Yeah. He's a real artist. Jeez. See, there's like a, there's two schools of thoughts when it comes to special effects for films. Uh-huh. And one of them is they do um, CGI, so computer-generated sure. images. And then the other one is guys who want to use makeup and prosthetics because and, they think it moves real and it seems like a mm-hmm. real object. I, I believe that. It does. Because yeah. like, sometimes you see things in a movie and it looks cool, but it looks fake. It takes you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas like in American Werewolf in London, which is one of the the great horror movies of all time. Yeah. You didn't see the werewolf that much. Mm-hmm. See if you can get, get some footage of uh, the werewolf in American Werewolf in London. You saw it briefly in these scenes, and that's one of the things that made it so scary. Right. Is that like you weren't like staring at it, trying to find holes in it. Right, analyzing you, it. Right. You saw it briefly. Yeah. And uh, it was <laughs> fucking terrifying. Was, um, wasn't uh, Jack Nicholson a werewolf? He was a terrible werewolf. He was? Yeah, it was terrible. Him and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, right, right, they were, right. They were both, <laughs> They were like That's this. Right. <laughs> it was so corny. 
<laughs> I was like, if that's a, a wolf man, like, get out of here. Bitch. <laughs> it was, you know, they were trying to do, see, well, well this is a whole series of things we could say here, but it, go, pull up the one from American Wolf in London, and then we'll do Jack Nicholson, and then we'll do Benicio del Toro. Because uh, uh-huh. Benicio del Toro did a, a new version of the old Wolfman, so uh-huh. yeah. So this is oh, right. I remember this that is one. when he's turning. Yeah, this is this great. is like you got to realize. Like I think this was the eighties. Yeah, right? yeah, it was. I remember I was in high school. So what year was this? Eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. My God. So I was in high school too. So like this, this Whoa. was so radical for the time. This transformation scene where his hands are growing and he's screaming, and it was also funny because like he was. I'm sorry, I called you a meatloaf because his dead friend was telling him to kill himself. His friend came back from the dead, told him to kill himself because you're going to turn into a werewolf. Right. And he was warning him. He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And so this is the first time he changes. Good so actor this, too. Oh my god, he was amazing, and this scene was fucking incredible, man. <laughs> because no one had ever seen anything like this before in a film. Yeah, like I remember the, the Wolfman stuff before that was like kind of corny. Yeah, in shadows. Yeah, it just didn't seem like it was really happening. Good but, actor too. Yeah. Oh my god, this fucking movie is <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. And then you had a little Warren Zevon in there. Yeah, man. God damn, it was good. <laughs> it was and great. funny, like Jack, like the face. Look at that. Look at this fucking thing. God <laughs> damn, what a movie this was. Oh, God. It's, it's really great. In 1981, man. And the music. Look at the fucking body on that thing. Oh. Just wild. And it was also the first time I'd ever seen a werewolf where it was on all fours. Uh-huh. It wasn't Yeah, he wasn't up. walking around in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now see if they show the werewolf in any other scenes, because there's a scene where it's running through Piccadilly Circus. I don't have the full movie up. I just had that scene. Do they have right. uh, Piccadilly Circus? Piccadilly Square. Piccadilly? Piccadilly Square was the, the area where it was running through the street. Was just killing people. Uh-huh. It was in a nudie theater. Oh, and it, he was in a movie theater watching porno uh-huh. with this guy because that's where the guy told him to meet him there. Oh yeah. And uh, he's telling him like you're gonna you're gonna turn the werewolf, you're gonna kill everybody, and so he's in this theater <laughs> and there's other people in the theater that are like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then he turns into the werewolf and see this uh, this cop comes in because he hears it. There's a disturbance. I think it already killed a guy in there. So some people are in there having sex. And the cops walking through. The movies. <laughs> he just ate someone. No guns in London. So the guy's trying to get people. I know, they have sticks. Imagine. <laughs> These poor bastards. <laughs> so this thing is in the middle of this porno theater. These all these cops are trying to hold it back, and these people are like, "What's going on over there? <laughs> What's happening?" And then eventually the werewolf breaks through that boundary and oh comes out God. and just starts slaughtering people. <laughs> oh, get, go go a little before you see it come out. What the, hell's going on here? <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Open that door. Here he comes. Oh, and he eats the guy, the main guy. 
Oh, there goes his head. Now you get it, people. Get out of there! What a fucking scene, <laughs> man. That's when movies were movies. Fuck yeah, man. Look at that thing. And it's true. It does, like if that was animated, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Right, you're seeing whatever that thing is. It looks yeah. like a real thing is happening there. Yeah. And it's snapping at people while it's running around. <laughs> now, go to Jack Nicholson and the Wolf. Oh no. I think they called it Wolf. I think it was called Wolf. It was uh, him and Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, right. Wolf. It was, it was corny. Wolf man. No, 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 that's Wolf man. That's Benicio del Toro. That's the next one I'm going to show you. Right. But the Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Wolf Jack Versus Nicholson. James Spader, that's right. Yeah, they had a super fight. Him and, him and that guy from that fucking cop show. Yeah. <laughs> right, they both became wolves. So Jack, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer hits him in the head with a uh, fire extinguisher, and she's running away, and then... Look at look oh. how he, he runs. Look how he, he runs and tackles her. He's, he's, a, he's in a sweatshirt. It's like it's so fake looking. Look. And Jack Nicholson becomes a wolf. He throws the keys away. I'm going to kill her. Ugh. I'm going to kill her. I mean, Jack come Nicholson on. Who's like, more badass than Jack? You make a leap like this, you're like, I think it'll work. Look, she gets away so easy. He has to leap through the air to, to stop her from getting away. Like, it looks so corny. <laughs> I don't know how they sold uh. off on this. Well, you're at the mercy. You're thinking, no, there's good people. So <laughs> if he takes that thing off, is that what turns him into the Wolfman again? Yeah. Is that what's supposed he, to be happening? Yeah, here? he locked himself in a cage and wore that thing so he wouldn't hurt people. But oh. now he's got a saver. It's so So he corny. takes the emulet off. Look how corny that is. Now he's going full wolf. It's, I can't believe they, Jack Nicholson signed off on this. <laughs> I mean, Jack Nicholson has done so many amazing movies. Like, look. Yeah, but it's too late by the time you're at that point. Oof. Ooh, the horse is... Oh, is whole, oh what, no. What is he trying to do? This is trying to rape rapey. That's rapey. Oh, oh no. this is terrible. Oh, my God. Come on, Jack. Hey, Save her. This is taking a long-ass time, Save Jack. Save her, Jack. Oh, he jumps over the top. Oh, there's a, no roof. Oh, now he's going to land on him. So the only thing that changes on these werewolves is their, their face. Yeah, their teeth gets a little <laughs> little nasty. But not it's nothing, like, significant. No. Like, look at that. Ah, and then watch Jack Nicholson. Ah. Yeah. This is like people that come to your Halloween party. It, yeah, and you're like, come on, bro. That's all you did? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little effort. Me. Come oh, on. Werewolf. <laughs> okay. Now. All right, that's whack. Funny. Now, Wolfman, <laughs> Benicio del Toro, um, the scene where he transforms in a hospital. So this is one where they had decided that Benicio del Toro was like a madman. Give me some volume. He's so good too. So they were thinking that this guy was delusional. There was something right. wrong with him. So this doctor. He's is, all strapped to a chair. Yeah, so they're observing this in this, like, medical theater. Because they used to have, like, medical right. theaters back then. So this is also Rick Baker. So Rick Baker decided to do, like, an old-school werewolf thing. Yeah. But to do it right. And to do it not CGI oh. all the way, but some CGI. Some CGI. And, so, like, that CGI, clearly. 
but some of it is... That's great. Yeah, see, like, some of it's CGI, ah. but some of it is, like, physical stuff. It's always so creepy when their bones stretch. Yeah. Well, this was the most creepy. It was really good. Like, the movie was, was pretty good. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was close. <laughs> see, like, when this all takes place, like, these people are freaking out, and they try to get away, and then it eventually becomes, like, this version of, like, it's not quite like the the American Werewolf in London, but it's not corny like Jack Nicholson. Right. It's like in the middle. Like yeah. This guy thinks he's gonna like trank him. He shoots him up with a thing. Yeah, he's got a little bit more of a human. Yeah, you you buy into it more. Hello. <laughs> Open the door, you fuck. Seems to be locked, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, pulls Whoa. out his heart. It's just eating people. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Where I think, okay, at least it's not just a dude. Yeah. With, like, some teeth. Like, that looks, that looks like a monster. Yeah, that's a good one. It was good. Yeah, it was good. But this was, like, a lot of CGI stuff, too. Like, the werewolf, like, jumps off the buildings and stuff, and it looks cool. Right, right, Like, right. you see it running through the city. Like, watch this. Like, watch this. When you see it, like, run. <laughs> Over the buildings, it looks kind of corny. Right. This, it's like they did a hybrid type movie. Like a lot of it was like this here. Like I'm hopping from building to building. Right. <laughs> like, look at. It. But then here, it's like a real guy running. Yeah. But then he, once he gets hopping, it gets kind of corny. Yeah. That all of a sudden is not real. And he runs on fo all four sometimes. <laughs> it's he looks like good. that. Yeah. That they try. Yeah. Jamie's <laughs> laughing. Yeah, they had to add that, but also, yeah, yeah, you don't have to. I guess. But that <laughs> sound, that sound cannot <laughs> fuck with the sound that the American Werewolf in London made. Yeah, the American Werewolf in London sound was so much more ferocious. <laughs> yeah. that was a better sound. Yeah. But that was one of those movies where they tried. The, there was an old school. Was it Lone Chaney Jr. that played the werewolf? Lone Chaney and the Wolfman. Who yeah. was the original Wolfman? OG, uh, yeah, the OG Wolfman. Yeah, from like the 1950s. And those movies were good because there was suspense. Like yeah. you didn't see a lot. It wasn't you didn't yes. have. It, so you had to build it up with not seeing it. And well, they, that's what he looked like. Yeah, Lone right. Chaney Jr. the Wolfman. So, yeah. So what this Wolfman with Benicio del Toro was supposed to be was like this uh -huh. thing, but better. Right. And they kind they achieved it, but the reality is it's not quite scary enough no it wasn't about the effects as much as it was the acting at, back then but it's like that movie the the wolfman with benicio del toro was ultimately kind of a failure <laughs> right it really didn't didn't catch no nah, people were like come on man right <laughs> you what know, are you doing like, I, I see what they're trying to do but yeah we want a real monster <laughs> yeah we want a real monster and then uh, Abbott and Costello go against the Wolfman. Oh, they did. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> There's no like comedy teams like that anymore. No. Was, James Franco and Seth Rogen were like the last comedy team. They were in a bunch of films together. Right. Right. Oh, look at that. There you go. <laughs> Abbott and Costello and the Wolfman. That's hilarious. Oh, but also, um, uh, <laughs> who else was? Uh, what the fuck's his name? From Step Brothers. Uh, 
Farrell and John C. Riley. That's right. Those two guys have been in a bunch of movies. Together. Yeah, that, that's probably the best comedy team. They were... Step Brothers, <laughs> Talladega Nights. Yeah, that's right. They're so our, they're our modern yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Then there was Talladega Nights is amazing. <laughs> so funny. God Step Brothers so damn funny. Fuck yeah, so funny. <laughs> oh you couldn't do that movie today, man. I watched <laughs> it with my family during the pandemic, and I was like, whoa, there's a lot of racy humor in this. Hey, well, you... it be starts off, I just showed it to my daughters, too. The first real gag is putting the testicles on the, yes. <laughs> on the symbols. My daughter's <laughs> like, what are you showing us? But it's a lot of it. It's like homophobia jokes. Yeah. And jo- there's like a lot of jokes. You just can't. It's weird today. Like You yeah. can't just joke around about something certain things now because yeah. of social media and the outrage <laughs> recreational outrage that's uh, sort of blossomed from it yeah there was a lot of bad taste back then but at least there was the freedom to to make stuff there was like mm-hmm. bad comedies every year there'd be a boatload of bad comedies yeah just swinging for the fences and then every once in a while one of them would hit but with the ones that hit today when you go back and watch them like, you know, if comics are getting canceled for old jokes, yeah. like, geez, Louise, go back and watch some of those films. Revenge like, of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Those guys were creeps. The nerds were creeps. <laughs> they were so rapey. Not, they put spy gear all over the one, the sorority house? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're watching they're, them all night? Yeah, they're perving out on all the girls. And then they, uh, then they switches costumes, and he goes and has sex with the girl, and she, doesn't, she thinks it's with the other guy. It's essentially raping her. You remember Superbad? Uh huh. Dude, that movie. That you remember Superbad? Uh, sure. What about that, it, that movie is filled with crazy humor. <laughs> oh. I tried watching that movie. That was the one when they started out the movie like he was drawing all those dicks. It didn't start out. Yeah, that, that's that was in the movie, right? <laughs> yep, yep. That's a fucking hilarious movie. But it starts out they're talking about porno, right? You know, like they're. they're <laughs> And I was trying to watch it with my kids, and uh-huh. I was like, okay, stop, <laughs> right, stop, yeah, stop, yeah, stop. I, I right. forgot. Like, I yeah. forgot. 16 Candles? I haven't seen that in forever. Same thing. Is it really? Yeah, she's all drunk at the end. He just gives her to the nerd. Oh, my God. Take her, man. Do what you want. There were so many movies like that. Yeah. I remember uh, Animal House. The whole scene where the girl was out unconscious. Right. And he had her, her he pulled her the, the stuffing out of her bra. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, the devil and the angel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. I mean, how many Judd Apatow movies <laughs> that that he put out would just never fly today? Never. And that's not that long ago. Not that, that's what my point is. Yeah. It's not that like Animal House was in the fucking what was that? F seventies. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Apatow movies are in the two thousands. Right. That's <laughs> it's quick. The the advent the invention of social media changed everybody's acceptance of what is yeah. okay to joke around about. Did you right. see this movie? It came out, I just I was trying to figure out what it was called. It was in the background of the Ghislaine Maxwell photo. This photo thing, the movie poster was. Uh-huh. No, I so, didn't see it. Was it good? It. I mean, it came out like two years ago. It's about a bunch of like teenage, good. young teen, probably 12, 10. They're, it's irreverent as fuck. It's oh, like, yeah. It's, is it it's funny? a dirty movie. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But you, I mean, it wasn't one of those things that you're like, oh my boys. God, you gotta go see it, kind of. that's It oh. didn't cross that level. Hmm. Right. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to make a comedy today, man. I mean, Very was, tricky. Yeah, super tricky. Yeah. You you have to dance a line, and then the studio would probably be like, ooh. You'd have to really do it independently, probably. Probably. Right? Yeah. Like, if yeah. you wanted to try to make, I mean, the thing about these comedies, it's not like you're endorsing this behavior. You're just saying that it's funny because people are fucked up. 
right? And it's right. It's you're reflecting the people and yes. how they talked and what they did. Right. And you're showing people's flawed reactions to situations or flawed decision making. <laughs> right. And that's where the comedy is like, don't do that. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> right. You know, and that's you you don't Yeah. Today that stuff it's like, what was the last good comedy movie that was released? Um, bum, 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 bum. It used to be you would be able to something about Mary, right? You know, Kingpin. You could just snap them off. No. you knew where they were. It's like wokeness killed the comedy movie in a it, lot of ways. It did. People, they're not just not making them. What was the last great comedy movie? The last Step Brothers. No, there's been some other ones. Since what then? was the one where it was the end of the world? It was James Franco and Seth Rogen and the fucking volcanoes and shit was happening and. What's the one where the house party goes out of control? This is the end. This is the end. This, oh, this is the was end. Good. What yeah, year was that? Was good. I wouldn't. Thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. I wouldn't say great comedy. But that's still ten years ago. Mm-hmm. You know that might be. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the last. I we, know. The last of the Mohicans. Yeah, it's weird. What was the one where the house party goes out of control? Project X. Project X. Do woke people make comedy? Does, is there are is there a woke comedy movie? Is there even an attempt? Mm. Is there even an attempt at a politically correct comedy movie? Uh, Did it just I stop mean, making comedy movies? They just stopped making them. But I mean, you could be super funny. You could make a great comedy. For sure. Without being rapey yeah. and homophobic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you but know what I mean? It's not just that. It's like all abhorrent behavior. Right. Like, you, it, it's not a, an endorsement. Like, right. if you have a movie, like, right. here's, like, here's an example of, like, American Psycho. American Psycho, you could do that movie today. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't be uh, an endorsement of a person who's a serial killer. Right. It would just be a film about a serial killer. About a psycho. But there's a weird thing that happens when you're making fun of something. Mm -hmm. When you're making fun of something, somehow or another, it's, like, supposedly an endorsement right. of whatever that activity is. Even right. if it's, like, completely unacceptable. Yeah. Right? But it's kind of like, yeah, but it's... The the real question is, is that a moment? Is this a moment? Because I know like really young people who think that that whole thing went too far. Like they laugh at shit that's a little more irreverent. That doesn't matter. What matters is if you did make that movie, the backlash would be absolutely real. Mm -hmm. People would go crazy. Right. They, they, but that's what they're afraid of. They're right. not afraid of whether or not they'd have a market. Right. They would definitely have a market. Yeah. But how many people would get canceled because of it? How many people would get attacked because of it? How, right. how bad would the studio get protested? Right. Right. Well, then it it, it, it comes down to movies. it comes down to the math. When was the last great comedy movie? Yeah. Where people were roaring in the movie theater and then they went to see it and then they told everybody you got to go see it. Yeah. It's Can weird that we can't. Yeah. It's I weird that we're struggling. I'm 100% <laughs> struggling. Yeah. Jamie, when was the last great comedy movie that you saw? Uh, you said Good Boys. I mean, I, I just was throwing it out there. I would think <clears throat> wasn't, I wasn't. But, like, what? what is another one? Well. It's like the genre has been murdered. So I was trying to think. Let's like, think Kevin Hart. Let's yeah, think Will Ferrell. Movies, like the Jumanji movie sort of. like uh, Yeah, but yeah. those are family the fa friendly. Exactly. Yeah, no, they're family friendly. They're great. funny, though. Funny. Great movies. Really funny. I love Jumanji. It was yeah. great. I took my kids to see it. Yeah. It was fun. Really Deadpool funny. had a lot of comedy in it. The first Jumanji. Deadpool. No, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. it was like, but that's yeah. a superhero movie. Right. So right. Deadpool it's not did. really. Yeah. It, but it wasn't a comedy. I know. That's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't consider that really. Yeah. Either. It was a funny superhero movie. Get Hard. Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. I didn't see that. You know, like, I'm just trying to think of the funny actors that 
They've right. been making the stuff, right? But they make a lot of family-friendly stuff now. Yeah. Which you can kind well, of do still. Um, uh, Hangover. Okay. Right? That yeah. was like the last, and that's why it exploded, because it yeah. was right. an R-rated. Same year, though, for Hangover 3, 2013. So like I'm that was, trying, that I'm was three. three. I'm trying to find anything in, wow. since then, and there's like there's not a lot since 2000, like 14, 15, 16. There's a few of those like amazing family friendly comedies Bro, that pop they up. They murdered the comedy movie. Yeah, but wasn't that also one of the first ones to go rated R? Like that was that was a big deal because it was a rated Hangover. top top rated rated R yeah. comedy movie I of guess, all time. It, it broke Super the record. Bad was R too, but it wasn't as top rated Hang- as the Hangover was. Hangover okay. exploded. Hangover was a, it yeah, was it was a spe- that was a yeah spectacular success. Yeah, hmm. yeah, you could make Hangover today. Could you though? I think so. What was in it that was that you couldn't do? Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it. Sometimes I forget like how crazy those movies are. Yeah, so go back and watch them again. Yeah. I think you can make Hangover today. You can make it, but I think people are scared. I think people are scared of making, like, the studio's scared. Oh, they would go over that script with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Different parameter. Like Mike Tyson showed back up, remember? Like, he was there. Yeah. Like, Mike? Oh, shit, Mike Tyson. Yeah, I remember when, when Zach blew when, up. Uh, it was Phil Collins I can, mm-hmm. coming in the air. That was fun. That was a great movie. What else? What yeah. was the other... Was the next movie like that? That mm, was that like big. Google the Jackass oh, movies. I've been looking. I'm de- I'm deep in like the, t- the <laughs> highest grossing comedies, the top like from the last twenty years, ten years. What I'm trying to figure out like even look. Google can't figure it out. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like uh, for top grossing comedies of the last ten years of the twenty tens. Mm. The top two, as I said, count Jumanji. The Hangovers are in there. Ted, mm-hmm. uh, Men in Black 3, both Deadpools, mm-hmm. mm. 22 Jump Street, mm-hmm. sequel to 21 Jump Street. So that's right. like these are, yeah. I don't I Jonah did, Hill. I didn't see to, to compete and be like, yeah, you. this is on the, my list. Oh, yeah. what was the, uh, well, Wolf of Wall Street, that was a kind of a comedy, right? Yeah, kind of. But that's like, and didn't Scorsese make that? Who <laughs> made mm. that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wasn't it a comedy though? Adam McKay. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's also 2013. Wow. 2013. That was the end. Yeah, Maybe the, the Mayans end. were right. December 21st, 2012. Yeah. And now all we're watching is human sacrifices. December 21st, 2000. Wasn't that was what it was? Yeah. 21st, 2012. Yeah. That's what they predicted. The end of the long count. <laughs> yeah man yeah wild it's crazy yeah they'll come back i don't know about that i think they will i don't know about that because you need a lot of money to make well, a movie well that's the problem too it's also a film thing yeah. it's also i mean if you talk to people that are just into the business of making movies mm-hmm. even dramas like the number of films that are made now that are financed by the studios is so small compared to what it was but you have to also think that covid must have put a giant dent in the movie business because you couldn't go to the movies anymore. And it was vulnerable right before that. Mm. And the DVD market fell out. And then yeah. and then COVID. This is like rough time to make like those just good middle of, you know, yeah. $20 million movies. It's all superhero giganto movies mm-hmm. or the really small movies that people don't see where the streamers are starting to put them out, you know. 
like Adam McKay's um, Don't Look Up and mm, you know I, what I mean? I didn't see that. It's good. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. Well, what's and interesting funny. now is like the best things that you can watch like in terms of like the depth of character and the script writing is television shows. Mm-hmm. Television shows are amazing now. Like yeah. if you watch Ozark. Right. Ozark is basically like a, I mean, how many episodes are they into now? They're on season four. Yeah. So it's like, you know, whatever the fuck it is, a, a 50 hour. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a 50 hour movie. Right. Like it's crazy. <laughs> I know. Like you're watching these people grow up. Yeah. You're watching this family. Get, do you watch it? It's a long, yeah. The new season's insane. I haven't seen it. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then <laughs> the new uh, second part of the new season, they're ramping it up for this. Oh, yeah. Which I think starts in April sometime. Uh-huh. I think it starts in the end of April. Right. It's going to be amazing. Well, yeah, that's where all of, that's where, that's where it gets made. Yeah. Last Stranger Things is going to come out. Yeah. You can make comedies if you set them in the, in the 80s. Right. When people were shitty and funny to each other. Even then, man. <laughs> the, Even then. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You know, you'd have to, the comedy has to be in a guy who's like, you have to make fun of someone who's an absolute piece of shit, right? And, mm-hmm. the, and then there's there's funny in that because it's like there's a villain. You can't have funny in like, yeah. like a, 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 a broken lead character. Right. Yeah. He's got to be an asshole, a socially outcast. Mm-hmm. Because movies like, <laughs> They have statements now, like that. It's not as simple as just have a funny movie. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, yeah. Let's make one, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do. Who could you, you imagine? Might, imagine the fucking time. <laughs> oh my god! And then if it bombs, you've gave up a year and a half of your life. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just right. don't have a desire. Yeah. You know, stand up is fun enough. I know. It's the most fun. I know. It's pure. Yeah, it's so fun. And so many more laughs uh, out of a stand-up act than a movie. I actually what? just thought of one. I'm looking through comedies coming up. This seems like it would be a good comedy, potentially. This movie that Nicolas Cage is in about himself, Oh, sort yeah, of. Nick Cage is Nick Cage or something. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I remember watching the trailer. <laughs> it's like the story is uh, a really rich guy <laughs> hires Nick Cage to come and be like at his birthday party, and then he flies him. He's like, hey, Nick, you need a million dollars, right? His like, agent calls him. He's like, yeah, I'll take the million dollars. What do I got to do? Go show up at a party, and then a bunch of crazy shit happens. Oh, okay. Got to love Nick Cage. They can Tiffany still do it. is in it. Yeah. Oh. So like, <laughs> it can still be done. Like potentially. Potentially, yeah, so we'll see. Tiffany Hash with a bold move to shave her head, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Such a bold move. She, she looks good, bold. though. Yeah, she, she does good. look good. She can pull it off. She looks really good. Uh, Tom Papa, tell everybody where you're doing your fucking hee-hees and ha-has. I'm touring all over the country. The tours, I've been on uh, 16 flights in the last two weeks. Whoa. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've been everywhere. I'm cranking it out. Um, go to TomPapa.com. You can look it up. I've got a big show in Vegas on May 6th at the Win. Oh, nice. I'm going to be at the Borgata. Look at all those little spots on the map. Look at you, you fucking traveling fool. I'm all over. I'm touring like crazy. Yeah, you are, dude. Fargo, North Dakota. Are you going anywhere you haven't done before? Um, Yeah, this weekend I'm going to be in Great Barrington, Mass, in Reading, Pennsylvania. I haven't performed there. Great Barrington, Massachusetts? Yeah, by the the Berkshires. What the fuck is that? By the Berkshires. Wow. And then I've got- Is that Western Massachusetts? Is that what that is? Yeah. It's like near New York State, right? Yeah, exactly. What's out there? Um, some little theater. They found you and they dragged you. <laughs> and out they there? dragged me, and that's where I'm going on Thursday. Bro. And uh, and then down to Reading, Pennsylvania. Mm. And then Connecticut. You're doing Connecticut, huh? 
And then uh, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville. Yeah, the big one is Vegas. I've got a big show in Vegas. I I just started. I did my first one at the Win at the Encore Theater. I've heard that's an awesome. I spot. love it. I I was there, uh, staying there a few months ago, and I, I saw the theater. The theater's gorgeous. Going back to Cleveland. May six is the Encore Theater. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm cranking out. Nice. And then a whole bunch of nice. stuff in the fall. Just keep on going. The Paramount, Huntington, New York, Hilarities in Cleveland, Great Club. Breaking Bread Podcast. It's all happening, kids. All right. It's all happening, motherfuckers. We can still make comedies. Yes. Yes. Tom Papa. So good to see you, Joe. I love you, buddy. There's an olive loaf and a regular loaf. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. See you soon, buddy. You're the best. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. <laughs>